Episode number seven. Uh, got a, I got a good guest on the phone. I think it's been a long time coming. You know, having a conversation with him. I, I consider him one of the smarter people. You know, I, I I see on social media and you know with uh, opinions and you know that has a presence on, uh, like I said, social media and podcasts and creating content. I got the homie Mikey Dab uh, on the phone. What up, Mike? What's going on? Chilling. Oh, I don't even. This is very very new closet episode I like this <laughs> it is uh before we get started let me let me read you a quote real quick um for those you know I, a lot of people know who mike is mike is the host of you know, he has one of the shows he has a, the hype report uh with hype beast and let me read a quote from that you said from the pop smoke episode and as uh, i quote all right you said january wasn't good february not better not sure what this will shape up to be <laughs> talking about 2020 yeah 2020 is not looking good at all not at all and that was the episode where you guys were you know reflecting on you know the incident with pop smoke and his unfortunate death hello i got you i was taking a sip i was thirsty oh <laughs> i just probably leave the video on so you can see i'm looking in the middle of drinking something but it's all good yeah it was definitely um uh, somber start and it's it's not looking any better i think we're turning into uh it's gonna be like a civil war before this year's over yeah you know i i i i hope it gets better you know i feel like you know daily i look out the window or you know have to go somewhere um you know everybody's trying to get back to normal as possible but my wife and i were driving to my sister-in-law's house yesterday and it was her birthday and we drove by chipotle and everybody's standing outside huddled in a group because they won't let you in the building and i was just like man are we at that point to where we're standing in a huddled circle for a burrito a burrito we've had millions of times i mean the crazy part about that scenario is it's the same thing as huddling inside so like what what really is the point like if you're not going to create the the limitations inside and outside to have like maybe somebody go listen guys you got to stand this far apart and not do this or do that they're just they're basically standing in the same line they'd be standing in inside outside so what are you stopping yeah that's what i told my wife i was like they're not even in a line outside they were just all standing in a a huddle talking you know and i'm sure they're talking about the obvious so yeah they're they're talking about how they're gonna get their burrito what do you mean (laughs) (laughs) so you know before i mean how's quarantine been for you you know obviously we follow you on you know social media you've been doing a lot of cooking and stuff I'm, i'm not gonna lie like i so somebody sent me a meme and it's like um it's like a weird teddy bear looking up like when you realize quarantine life is your actual life uh, right. 
you never called it quarantine. Like I'm cool with this. Like I, I, I do photography. So like I'm home a lot editing. I have no problem doing that. So if I'm out two or three days and I edit three or four days, I'm usually here anyway. So it, it really hasn't been much of a shift for me aside from wearing a mask when I go out. Yeah. You know, the only thing that like I will say is, you know, I don't, I'm not a, I don't have to go out person. You know, I'm a, I have a wife and I have kids and stuff. And you know, a lot of our time is trying to entertain them usually throughout the weeks when we weren't quarantined, but now they're just in our face from sun up to sundown. That has been difficult, you know, and being able to work from home as I have been since this has started, that's been great. But being able to work home with like little kids is the worst. <laughs> it's funny you say that. Like I, I, I feel for everybody who's home, but I also feel like, you know, when you're told to do something, it's a lot worse than doing it on your own. So like a lot of people are just like, fuck that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be home even though I know it's safer just because you're telling me to be home. So it's that mindset that like you can't go do things. And on your end, I know it has to be difficult just for maybe work or anything that you possibly do outside. I mean, you live in New York, like New York yeah. is New York. There isn't a such thing as social distancing, distancing in New York. It, it, it's hard. It, it, and it definitely, everybody is able to voice their opinion, which is great. You know, that's, that's fantastic. But, you know, a lot of the time I was in the store, like, when this first started and somebody had went off, like, somebody's like, hey, listen, could you just back up? And he's like, oh, what are you going to do? You're going to catch a virus from me from six feet away? Like, yeah, it's going to happen anyway. So who gives a shit? I'm like, bro, like, you could just respect their wish to be, you know, six feet away from each other. They're not like they're telling you to go jump off a building. But that's everybody in New York. Like, everybody has their own little volatile, you know, switch. Because right. we're, I mean, essentially, like, we're kind of wired like that. I try not to do that in as many cases as possible but like it's easy for people to just turn up and i think that's that's not just new york it's everywhere well you know what's funny is like with new york you know it's always considered just like the ultimate melting pot of mm -hmm. the world and you know i look at new york as a place that is gonna have more opinions and more views than anywhere else in the country maybe california maybe but california i gotta tell you this arizona arizona is a you can have all the personalities and opinions you want here, but they're going to do your best here in Arizona to get you on a one-track mind of thinking. And it's like their way or the highway. Like out really? here, you go against what certain people say, you're just, you're out of control. They're, you're, you can't live here. Like that's how it's, it's viewed out here. That's crazy. I don't know if I'd be able to handle that. No, and, and that's what's thing, like, even California. California is a, you know, it's a melting pot within itself, but it's broken up. And, and New York is broken up, too, in sectors. But, like, you know, I feel that New York, it's being broken up. Everybody does have that, you know, quote-unquote, New York state of mind. You know, mm -hmm. in California, it's extremely broke up. Like, there's Los Angeles, but Los Angeles is broke up by so many different cultures and people. I mean, it's ridiculous. So it's like your part of California or Los Angeles is yours. And that's the only mindset you think and know. And you rarely step out of it. Like you rarely go out of it. People in New York, I feel like they venture off, you know, a lot to other areas. You know, they have their own views of certain boroughs and areas like that. But I think New York within itself is, you know, it will always, you know, lead in opinions and views and answers that a lot of people, other states to me, aren't ready to, to deal with. Uh, I agree with that 100%. It, it, I mean, it's apparent in like the way that we even have stores and restaurants in certain areas of the of the city or Queens or Brooklyn or like it doesn't matter where you go. Like you can find things. You, 
you're not going to find in any other state. Oh, 100%. Like, we were, my wife and I, we watched Top Chef. We love watching cooking shows. And they were cooking, uh, I can't remember what they were cooking. And my wife said, man, I want to go to that country and eat it. And I said, I just want to go to New York and eat it. Because I know <laughs> it's there, you know. Like, exactly. here, if I say, oh, man, I want to find a really good Italian restaurant, I'm going to find one that's that's good. But if I want to find a really good Italian restaurant, I really don't feel like I got to go to Italy. I can go to New York. And that's 100% correct. I mean, a good thing about, like, New York is they, they say it's the water. Like, the, the water that they use for most of the ingredients is just different. And I think that it uh, – even pizza. When you talk about pizza, people are like, oh, yo, you can go to Boston to get good pizza. Boston does have decent pizza. Massachusetts has great pizza. But if, if you want to talk about, like, how – the the ingredients are are made and put together the water in new york is just the key ingredient and it's funny you say that because you know i'll, I'll say this right off the bat like I, you know i remember you were doing all the pizza going to the pizza spots and getting pizzas <laughs> and i never i don't think new york pizza is like that fantastic mm. It's good. Like I don't think there's a is such thing. Over? Are we not talking? Or, or this is that's the end of this podcast? Or <laughs> like, straight I... disrespect on the New York pizza? Shit. See, it's not a disrespect on the New York pizza. It's it's just really good. Like I don't view it as like, oh my god, that's so much better than that one. And me personally, I've been to New York a bunch of times. The best part about New York pizza to me is that it's available to me whenever I want. There's mm -hmm. gonna be something open when i want it now when i have it at this spot right here right in the heart of manhattan and then we end up in brooklyn somewhere and i have it do i feel like it's dramatically different no i feel like it's the care of when i get it like when i get it if it's freshly made ooh, it's gonna be so good now if it's been sitting there for a while and they gotta throw it in the oven heat it up for a bit it's gonna be a little different to me you keep walking just keep walking so so don't so don't do that. Just keep walking. It, it depends on the place. If the place is one of the places that turns out pizzas all day long, like like a Prince Street Pizza, which is one of the more popular places that a lot of tourists go to, it's good pizza. Well, like regardless, it's good pizza. They turn pies over every ten to eight eight to ten minutes. So no matter when you go in there, if you see like a pie sitting there, you know it's still fresh. But if you go to like uh, you know a 40th and 8th, the little pizzeria on the corner across from the Times Building, like they don't turn pizza over even though there's a lot of pizzerias there. So if you see it sitting there, don't even go. If it just came out of the oven, it looks like it's still bubbling. Go for it. Okay, see that's a tip. That's a good tip. All right. <laughs> and see the water thing is funny you say that because one of my best friends, like her name's Lenore. I mean, love her to death. Her and her family are just I consider them family, and. You know, her mom has even stood in line at Mercer for me to get LeBron corks when they came out. You know, that's how much, you know, I love them. And I remember when, you know, New York has this vibe. It's, it's you know, it's older, but it's lively. And, hey, let's be honest. There's a lot of New York is dirty, okay, in areas. Yeah. Yeah. And there is some wild smells. So I remember when we went to her house in Queens, you know, we took the trains, we went to their apartment or whatever it is in Queens. And, you know, they live in a, a nice place and all that. And I remember they, oh, you guys want some water? And, you know, they went straight to the sink and got the water. It threw me <laughs> for a bit because when we used to live in Oregon, you could drink the water out of the sink in Oregon. And Oregon looks like one of those places you could. New York does not look like one of those places you could drink water out of the sink. I mean, I would not. I, I don't drink the water out of the sink. I use it to cook, sure, because I'm boiling it or whatever I'm doing. But I would. I haven't drank from a from a faucet since I was like 11. 
Oh, well, I guess we might be in trouble then. (laughs) (laughs) As far as, like, pH goes and, like, trying to stay a little bit, you know, getting older, I'm like, I'm not going to just do what I used to do when I was younger. Like, I used to do high-rise construction. You you find a bottle of water somewhere, you're drinking it. You're 80 stories up. Who gives But at the end of the day, now that, uh, you know, I changed my diet up a little bit, I changed my lifestyle up a little bit, I, I, like, definitely would never drink out of a faucet. Changing your lifestyle and diet, is that because of quarantine? Uh, no, I've been trying, like, it's, it's weird. Like I pretend like I'm healthy all the time, but I'm really not. So like six months out of the year, I eat healthy. And then the other six months I'm like, well, I ate six months healthy and clean. Well, I could chill on these six months. So like usually from like the end of the summer to like January, February, I'll eat whatever I want. And then like January, February, I switch my diet up again. But for the most part, whenever I drink water, it's always bottled. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, we live in Arizona, like the water out of the faucet here tastes just like how Arizona looks, dusty, gritty, like it's, it's wild. So like I've only accustomed to drinking, you know, out of water bottles, and we spend a lot of money on that. Um, but you talking about, you know, being quarantined? Your quarantine changed anything as far as you being a creator or uh, sneakers, content, anything? Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I, I wish that I could do content for everything I like to do, and I feel like. That's that's maybe something a lot of people struggle with is like that thing that you like to do. Uh, how do you create content for it? Number one, consistently, and two, like a lot of people need to monetize as well. Uh, for me, creating content, I love to I love gaming. Like I'm always playing Xbox. I'm always playing PlayStation. I'm on Call of Duty. So like right now, I'm actually uploading some clips from that. As far as sneakers go, like it's a little bit harder for me to like just go out and do fits because obviously it's quarantine and I don't want to take the same pictures on the same three blocks doing the same three poses. So it's like I want to lay off of that. But as far as, I don't know, constantly creating, I switched over to like more cooking stuff because it's something that, you know, people are, it's easier for people to do. They like to see it. I know I like to see food. So that's like where my content is kind of shifted to. Plus it's something I really like doing. I've always liked to cook, but you never have time for it. That's the biggest issue, you know, like your home. Yeah, you work all day long. You come home, you want to make a meal, but it's like you're tired. Then you got to clean. Then you got to get there. You got to prepare. Now you're home. You're like, ah, I got plenty of time. I can do that. Yeah, you know, that. that's like with with us, like that was the same thing. You know, when it comes to cooking, you know, we used to try to make a bunch of time for it. But as like we get older, time is becoming, I keep telling everybody, time is the most valuable thing you can have. Like, yep. I, you know, I wake up every day at 3 a.m., you know, before quarantine to go to work. I got to be at work by 5 a.m., 4 a.m., whatever. And, you know, I have kind of a drive to work, about 40 minutes to work and back home during traffic about over an hour. So it's like a lot of the things, like you said, a lot of the things you like to do or want to do, it's that time for. And I feel like there are a few things that I wish I started since we've been quarantined and I haven't. And I started getting a little lazy and even like this. Like, and I'm, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to that in a little bit. I'm going to ask you another question because I do want to get your opinion on it. But let me tell everybody real quick. Mike is somebody, and I, I don't know if you've ever heard me say this or, um, you know, been told this anything like that. But Mike is somebody that I've said numerous times on this podcast, I feel is an actual influencer, whether they are consider themselves, whether you consider yourself or not. And I say this because I appreciate mike's pictures what he wears and the content that he puts out because mike and i've said this mike ryan swinger you know a few other people are people that maybe step out of the box of the norm and makes me say to myself you know what those are fly or i could make those fly it's listen 
it, it's one of those things that I, I've definitely heard you say, and I was like, damn, you know, I, I get where you're coming from on that too. Like, and I, I don't even know how to take like uh, credit for that. I guess I, I don't even I don't even know how to like how to respond no, sometimes. You can. Little, no, you can't because a lot of people love to talk about like you know you. People are so weird on the internet. I don't have to tell you this, and it's like. <laughs> You know, you say somebody is, is is they dress fly or they cool or you like their stuff or whatever, you dick riding. You say, "Oh, it's yeah. I." You a hater. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that's the point of how much work you put into your pictures. I see other people put a ton of work in their pictures and whatever they do, and it's not the same. I'm sorry. You can add the most tricks you want. You can make your sneakers fly in the air. You can do everything you want, but a solid picture with a solid outfit will always make me say, man, them pants are dope. Like, maybe I could give those a shot. Yo, them Asics, I thought they were cool, but now, ooh, I could imagine throwing something together with that. That's what I like. That that's that's the most important part to me. Like even even like doing like the camp out thing, it, it was never. It's not. It's not about clout. It's not about. I I like the community, but it was never like that. Was my main intention was to be a part of a community. It was like listen. My mom raised me from I was a little kid to be like listen. We're going out on Sunday. We have this thing. You're gonna wear this stuff from Gap, and you're gonna look fucking presentable and right. you're gonna in sync and you're gonna whatever and like from a young age she always like instilled that in the idea that you need to look the way you feel more or less and if you feel good you should look good so like i always grew up like wearing fits and sneakers just casually grew into that and like when i was 13 that was my first job at sneaker store because like yo the sneakers are fire like i love jays i love shoes i love cortezes like that was that was my thing like I and it. i didn't want to wear what everybody else was wearing so i didn't start collecting I started building a closet and in building the closet, the shoes, you know, kind of came along with that. Like that, that's really what it comes down to. Like, where would you like, don't, don't worry about like, I don't even like to post stuff when I buy, like I have stuff in my closet that everybody posts and I'm like, I got it a month ago. I don't care. Like I'm not out here trying to catch clout. I wait until I have the right outfit and then I'll post it. Like that's when I know it looks good. Like that's when I think it's presentable, you know? And see, that's where I, I get mixed up in like, because you know you do podcasts and you guys do the show uh, the breakdown on youtube and you know i feel like with the stuff that we put together the audience that we've created they they i don't want to say yearn but they really want to see like everything that we have and a lot of people are always like yo when are you gonna show your closet when are you gonna do something and i it's just not my thing like I don't know how to do that. I did say that quarantine has made me like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I could sit on this podcast and tell everybody, like, I dress fly all the time, but I don't take pictures of it. No, 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 I'm definitely going to be showing it now. Like, I'm going to be taking my camera with me now and stop making the excuses for it to be able to put that stuff out there. Because, like you said, I mean, I buy a ton of stuff and I rarely show it. I don't even take the time to try to figure out how to take a picture. So... I, I do appreciate that from you. And I think it's something that a lot of people should look towards your page to get a better understanding of how to do. Also, if you do decide to uh, to grab a camera, I mean, you don't need one per se, but if you do and you need some pointers, I got you. Oh, no. What kind of, hey, what kind of phone do you have? What kind of camera do I have? No, what kind of phone do you have? Oh, I have a XR, iPhone XR. Yeah, I, I mean, realistically, dude, don't don't sleep on like the simplicity. Uh, someone told me a long time ago, kiss, keep it keep it simple, stupid. Eh, dude, mm -hmm. 
you keep it as simple as possible so you don't have to think like, oh, man, I'm wearing this fit. I got to grab my camera. I got to get a tripod. I got to go out. I got to get a dude. Grab, grab the phone, put it down, take the picture, get home, go one by one square, do a little tune into it, throw it up. That's it. Don't even overthink it. Now, you know, what's funny is that like one of the issues that I've had a hard time overcoming is doing that in public. Nah. <laughs> I don't even though, you know, we do a podcast and stuff like that. You know, we do enjoy a certain amount of attention, you know, because it's like behind a mic here, a camera, you can put it out there. Man, when I take my phone out and try to take a picture of like my shoe or something like that, I feel so weird. It, it, it's definitely a hump you have to go. It's the same thing as recording. I'm sure the first couple of times you recorded, you were listening to yourself or you were videoing yourself, you were a little off. You know Awful. what I'm saying? You weren't like, I'm camera ready. I wasn't. I wasn't camera ready at first either. I wasn't, you know, microphone ready. You just you can do it a couple times. And you know what? The thing that gets me through that most of the time is knowing that I will probably never see that person ever again. Okay, so then let's just jump into that topic right now. Let's jump into uh, the breakdown. Let's jump in the, in the hype report because. And I'm going to ask you this from a personal standpoint, because I've asked a few people that I know personally that do podcasts and do shows. Have you considered stopping? So I, I, this is funny you should say that. Um, so I mentioned before I used to do high rise construction and my job was a signal guy. So I spoke all day long to my crane operator, like literally from 6 a.m. to 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Everybody's like, yo, why don't you do like a radio host or something like you don't shut up. And uh, it, it, honestly, <laughs> I didn't realize how much I liked doing, you know, podcasts or video stuff until I started doing it. And I enjoy the idea that I can relay my opinion in a responsible way and not just have people who maybe I don't respect say things in in regard to things that I do care about and have no one re refute that or rebuke that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't want to stop, but I did take a break from the breakdown um, only because, you know, we're quarantined, Tone's far away. He's doing a couple of his own things. I'm like, you know what? It's, it's good to take a little break. So people will yearn for it when it does come back. Uh, maybe we come back with something different. Who knows? But, you know, at, at this juncture in time, I'm, I'm thankful for the break. Okay. But stopping is, is kind of like, if, if I don't feel it, I'll stop. That, that, that's really like my mentality. It's like, I, I've never really been one to force myself to do anything that I didn't feel comfortable doing. Or don't feel comfortable doing so like I love talking about shoes. I love talking about people. I love being you know in this whatever this is so uh, I mean until that feeling goes away or I feel like it's too toxic for me. I'm good Yeah, you know I this is like with with me and George when we the podcast and you know it was originally three of us and we started like had no idea um, You know whether we good at it or not had never done anything of the sort like that like like you talked about quarantine I'm not a loner, but I'm I'm just kind of, you know, there. You know what I mean? I don't put on a show. I don't do anything like that. So it was like our text message thread was the reason for starting the podcast. And we talk about sneakers all day. It's like, well, I might as well share it with somebody else. Um, And I will tell you that, and this is, I don't even know if it's just me personally, like my own feelings or anxiety or OCD. I don't know what it is, but like every episode I feel like stopping, <laughs> like, and I love it and like the response to it, people love it and it's really good and all that. And I listen to it. And I'm like, man, that was really good. But then I think it's trash. It's the work that goes into it. I enjoy yeah. and love the work of it, but I don't think a lot of people, and I think you can speak on this. I don't think a lot of people understand how hard it is 
to do what we do. You know what it is? I, I, I get where you're coming from. We're like, you're like, you just don't want to do it. I, when I think about like what is about to happen every episode, like I think, okay, well I got to get it together. I mean, not to take too much credit, but like I do, you know, most of or all of the background right. checking on the sneakers for that week. I do all the editing. I do all the setting up. It's my green screen. It's my place. So like everything like for me to do the show. So it's like I, I take a certain pride in what's going on. And if I feel like, you know, my co-hosts aren't there or they're not really with it, like it throws the whole show off for me. And I'm like, damn, we shouldn't have did this today. <laughs> and like, oh, like, my like, editing, facts. I'm like, all right, fine. Like, it's not terrible. Like, I don't have to cut it too much because I don't like to take the rawness out of the episode either. Like, I used to I used to edit where I'd be like, oh, that was crazy. Why would you say that? But I'm like, why? Why are we doing that? Like, it's got to be real. So I started leaving all that stuff in. And I'm like, all right, you know, it, it's it's good. But me, me personally, and I, I, I obviously, based on this conversation, know you feel the same way. Like, I feel like it could be like a million times better every episode. Yeah, and that's, well, like you said, when you first go back and you like, when you first started recording or getting in front of a camera, you're not sure how you would be and all that. Because, um, like, I don't take out anything either unless it could be taken, like, a really bad way. Like, I never take out anything. I just make sure the audio and stuff sounds good for people's, you know, ear consumption. But the, the like, rawness, like you said, like, I like to leave that in there. I mean, that's how me and George talk to each other, you know, daily. So it's like, well, I'm just sharing that with you, you know, whether you understand it or not it's one thing but you know like i do do 99 percent you know of everything that goes on with it but i wouldn't have it any other way you know what i mean <laughs> i wouldn't trust anybody else to do it either <laughs> right so it's like i try not to like let it bother me or complain because it was like like with george george is really good at podcasting like it's taking him a really good time for him to figure that out but he's really good at it and now if george came to me and said Hey, I want to do the editing now. I would be like, no. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, it's like, nah, nah, that's cool, man. Like, just don't give me grief. You know, let me do my thing. Don't, you know, bother me, and it's all good. You know. Yeah, I, I, I try not to like let that be a thing as well. Like, I feel you. Like when they come in and like I know like what's happening or what's going on, and like whether you know they come in and somebody has a feeling about something or something happened in their outside life before they got to the show, and like it's. It's like, oh, man, I don't know if I feel like I'm like, you, you don't understand. I have so much work to do, but I don't need to say it. You know, like I'm just like, all right, well, let's try and shoot the show and be happy about it. And knowing I have another six hours to go before I could like chill, you know? Yeah. And that's and that's where like when we sometimes when we start the podcast, I just sit there and I go, all right, podcast mode, podcast mode, you know, because it's like sometimes you got to act. You got to just yep. like, yo, how you doing, everybody? What you doing? Sneakers. Either. You got to put it on, you know? And I can tell sometimes with George, like his mindset, like when me and George are with each other, it's nonstop joking and arguing all the time. But when we're driving to the studio and it's complete silence, I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> I'm like, what's going to happen? You know, yeah, that's like KB. KB's the same way. She wears her emotions like on a sleeve. So if something's bothering her, like, I'm like, oh, this is not going to be a good episode. And, and, and KB, yeah. KB is another one, too, that like on the internet i i view as as an influence you know like she is really good at what she does and she sticks to it now i don't know mm -hmm. how much of that is you know because i see like sometimes you take her pictures or you know vice versa i you know um but she is you know when she came on our podcast like i mean she, everyone loved that episode like she is really really good 
Um, and, you know, how did that even, you know, you guys with the breakdown get started? Like, how did that get built up? Uh, so, oh, man, um, I want to say it started with United Souls, which is another show that we did um, years ago. Um, so what am I? We're in the fifth year of the breakdown, and I did that show for three years, so like eight years ago. Um, basically, dude, Paulie Hustle, this kid that used to run the kit lines, kind of like I run them now, he, he and I like hit it off. We were just mad cool, and he was like, yo, I want to do a show. And I was like, all right, cool, let's do a show. And it was me, him, and this guy, Dan Tier Zero, which is like another YouTube guy, a little bit older. Uh, condolences, because uh, I know he just lost some family members. But um, aside from that, he, uh, myself, and Paulie, we did United Souls, and then another dude, Josh, joined on. And then a little later on, Kristen joined in. So it was like uh, Josh had left, and then Kristen stepped in. So we were already kind of like doing a show together. And then like the last episode of that series – kind of it was it was like a weird ending and i was like you know what i'm not ready to stop so like the next week i started the breakdown and i just shot it myself in my living in my kitchen like it was like a backdrop it was whatever and then i just continued i invited tone on for an episode and then he never left and i was like all right i guess this works cool (laughs) i invited Kristen on for an episode because she was like well you know i haven't done anything in a while and then she she never left so it's like it was organic it wasn't like you know i need a girl on the show or i need tone on the show it was like oh we're having fun cool and that's how it should work that's how it should be and i uh, i definitely i like the way like the rhetoric goes because like tone and kb will go at it the entire show if i let them so it's like it's it's good to see their their perspectives because tone has a different perspective from me i have a different perspective from kb and kb's kb so like it's just i think it has a very equal flow even though there's no equality there whatsoever uh does it bother you so I, I look at your show as like one of the, I don't want to say one of the originators, but I would say it's one of the originators with quality. That's how I put it. Did it or does it bother you how much or how many people are trying to do the same thing that you've done? I mean, emulating is is kind of a form of flattery, I guess. But at the same time, like I don't... I, I hate to say it like this. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I really, I don't care because I do it because I want to do it. It's not because I, I care about the the monetization. I care about how many people are watching. I do prefer when people watch. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I just like doing it. And it, it's cool to see what other people are doing because I need a little fire into my ass sometimes. Like, just to be like, you know what? I've been slacking off. Let me step it up a little bit. Like, I've been, you know, a little complacent about, like, getting, using a studio instead of using my apartment or using different backdrop and using different audio. And, like getting someone to edit the show instead of me editing editing it in a way that like is more you know up to date as opposed to just being so flat so like I, I there's there's definitely things that I need to do different and it's cool that other people do it I appreciate the idea that they either see something that they want to do different but I don't appreciate when they make the attempt to be just like a full-size run or you know something that's just mainstream that they feel like they can use as a way to monetize or make a joke out of whatever sneakers is and see that's where i i i do lose like so you know i'll say this with like your guys' show and even the hype report which I, we're going to talk about the hype report a little bit like it's such a people always talk about like support content and things like that and there's so much content out there 
And I 100% agree with you. I could care less about anybody. I mean, there are so many people who listen to our podcast that would be like, man, you've lit the fire under me to want to start my own sneaker podcast. Does it bother me sometimes? Um, It doesn't bother me, but it's like, uh, like, you know, it makes me like I feel like at some point you get to a point to where like you're doing so good that you maybe can like not work as hard. And I think it's a good point that you made that that constant build of competition if you want to say um even though i don't feel like i'm competing with them it, it keeps you on your toes yeah it, it's healthy honestly it's healthy it, it's like you know the golden state warriors and then like you, you need competition otherwise it's like oh they're gonna win again like it gets boring you need something to spice it up like and i'm not saying it because i, I need something to spice up my life i just i like <laughs> The idea we're, we're built on competition. Like, I don't care what anybody says. If you think you're wearing a dope fit and you're going to an event and someone's wearing something dope, you're like, damn, you know, like right. it, it, it just is what it is. It's, it's in us, you know? So I, there's nothing wrong with that. But to your point about people saying you inspired me to do something similar, it, that, that statement in and of itself is disheartening. Cause I'm like, what are you, you going to talk about the same thing that we talk about? Like what exactly, when you say I inspired you to do something similar, like, what do you mean exactly? Like what, what is it until it actually happens? Like, I'm very curious. Like, what are you going to do? Like I, if I, if I inspired you to be just like me, then I wasn't doing something I was supposed to do. See now that's where I, and this is goes even with bigger companies and bigger brands and other things like that. I worry about the content that I put out being used elsewhere mm. so it's like so it's like let's say like okay our show is built on like i me and george i consider us sneaker analyst i'm not reviewing something like it's we try to go a little deeper into the sneaker than anybody else would there are mm -hmm. a lot of people that are just like yo is it fire is it not you know yo what do you think about the soul you know, yo, like it fits good on my foot. Like that's that's surface level, you know, getting yeah, exactly. deeper. And even some of the topics that we do get into, like they might be a little out there a little while, but it makes you think a little bit. So I always worry that a unique take or opinions or view of anything that we have, people will try to use it for theirs. And then it like it muddles the water. Agreed. Agreed. I, I, I think that there's. There's no, I, I hate to say this, there's, there's no censorship when it comes to the content and who it's coming from. Like there's no higher person in sneakers that's like, oh, listen, you definitely shouldn't listen to those guys. Like they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. There's like I watched a show that was the breakdown. It was literally the breakdown. It was two guys sitting on a couch looking at shoes on a computer in front of them in the same format that I do the breakdown and like one of the earlier episodes basically with tone and myself. And I was like, w who's watching this? And the, the kid had like probably like 4,000 views on the video. And I was like, who, who is this yeah. kid is feeding information to people. One incorrect Two, I wouldn't dress like you if you put a gun to my head. So like, why would I even <laughs> listen to what, you're even saying right now like what what in what world does this work and then you're getting views so there's nobody saying guys listen there are certain reputable channels that you should be watching and it's already muddled like like even even full size run you know i respect the the station in which they work because it's a, it's a higher 
station, whatever. But as far as the people on the show, I just feel like they don't care about what they're talking about. So like yeah. at that point, everything just sounds so toxic. I'm like, why would I even watch this show? And they get the most views. So it's like, this this is what we're battling. Yeah, and see, that's why I I, I like I, I'm like I'm enjoying this conversation because, like I said, I consider you one of the smarter people um, out there with content and on social media regularly. And when it comes to full size run and things like that, I was I tell people all the time. Actually, this last few weeks, however you might feel about complex or not, complex is right now at the pinnacle height of the media when it comes to culture. Whether they actually understand the culture, represent the culture that's up to saying but once you get to the point of where they're at and you now have your own complex con and special releases you're at the the height of height now when it comes to full-size run you know i've expressed many views i've gotten into it with the wealthy guy yeah wealthy me and him have gone back and forth talking crazy just the numerous times and you know i don't like the approach that sometimes i've like gone about it with but I watched the show and it's really gimmicky and a bunch of zooming in and a bunch of <laughs> and all this weird stuff. And it's just and I feel like it's like, man, like you get to the point to where you're saying, like, this is what people like. Like you said, you saw that other video, of those guys doing their own version of the breakdown. And you're like, four thousand views. Like, are y'all serious? Like. It, it, it makes me think. I, I don't want to be the guy that does what everybody else does. And not because I don't want to be the guy that does what everybody else does. It's just not me. That's right. not my style. It's never been my style to be like, oh, well, I know if I do more hashtags and I know if I do more tags and I know if I do more clips and I know if I do – like I don't – that's that's not I, that's not what I want to do. That's not who I want to be. I don't want to be the guy that creates commercial for every episode he does. I mean it works. It, 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 it's proven that it works. But like I don't, no, I do it because I want to do it. That's it. But Yeah, and that – guys that, gaga well no, and that's and that's how i feel as well like i feel like the value in the content that you create is worth more than that instant gratification yeah. like you know it could be like you know ten thousand people like oh my god you, that was the greatest thing ever and it's like okay cool that's for that moment but then it's just like buying a sneaker it was fired that weekend but it's monday now it's already whack yeah, I, I, that that is a perfect analogy as well. Because you know what? A lot of the times, like people are like, oh, that's the best shoe ever, and then they miss it and they never go back to get it. So how oh. far? Away? Like like a shoe will drop in price at some point in time. Like I don't. Well, some shoes. Let's say like eighty percent of shoes, especially like if it's a four hundred dollar shoe and nobody cares about it in three or four weeks. Like fine, the price is going to drop. How much did you love that shoe that you didn't even go back and get it? See, and that was what I always say on the show. That, to me, is a definition of a sneakerhead, sneaker collector, sneaker connoisseur, whatever phrase you prefer to use. That, to me, is the definition of somebody like that. I cannot sit on social media and conversations with people and talk about, like, yo, I need this. Like, yo, that joint is fire. This joint is everything. Oh, my goodness. It drops. I take an L, and I move on. Like, I have to go back and get that sneaker at some point. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next year. But I have to keep an eye on it on whatever sites. I have to buy it when somebody presents it to me. That's why I hate when, like, I'll listen to, like, you know, I'll see conversations with friends. And they'll be like, yo, I need a New Balance Kennedy or, you know, Hyannis, whatever you want to call it now. I need that. 
and then I send them like, yo, here go one. Homie got one worn twice for $2.99. Nah, I'm going to wait a second. I'm going for the LeBron seven medias this week. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> I Listen, <clears throat> I am the first. Well, I, have, I have a friend of mine that we go back and forth all the time because he's, he's a um, he's a cart adder, right? He doesn't he never pulls a trigger. So he's like, oh, I could have <laughs> got those. We'll talk about shoes. And he'll be like, yeah, I could have got those. But I had them in cart, and I just didn't. I just didn't think it was worth buying. And then, like four months later, I'll be wearing them, and we go, "Oh man, I should have copped those. Why didn't I just cop?" And I am an habitual copper. Like if I think a shoe is somewhat decent, and I might have something I could wear with it, I'm buying it, even if I don't wear it. Like I have a one year rule in my closet. Like if shit sits DS for one year, I can then sell it because obviously I didn't wear it. There was no need for me to buy it. Fine, I can let it go. But if I bought it. And it, was, it wasn't even a hype item. But then six months later, it becomes a hype item. Like, oh, I, I let that shoe pass. I have it. I'm, I'm not, like, worried about it. I'm not thinking about it because I liked it when it dropped, like, enough to purchase it. I hate the regret of being like, oh, man, I should have copped. No. Nah. That is never going to happen. Uh, that's kind of, a good, kind of a good stance to be on because, like, one of the things I said about quarantine has taught me is that how ridiculous I feel having so many DS sneakers. Like, mm-hmm. it... And and I and I've been saying in the last few episodes that like DS sneakers to me I've kind of realized was an ego thing. Mm-hmm. You know? It was a when you do get in those crowds or around those people or get in those conversations, having the DS sneaker or having the sneaker was like for my ego to be able to say, oh yeah, I got that. Oh yeah, I got two of those. Oh yeah, mine's still DS. That competition thing, man. It's there. It's there in everything we do. That 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 sense of like competition and. I don't want to say one upping, but knowing that like you're secure in whatever it is that your field is, shoes, shoes are field. You're secure in, in your thought process and your purchase process. And if you go out in public and people are wearing some shit, you're like, oh, yeah, I got this. And I feel like I've gotten better with my buys, like on because I do buy. That's why I tell people, you don't want to see my closet. Like, do I have some dope stuff? Sure, but I have a lot of stuff that I genuinely like and love. I don't think any of you want to see 15 pairs of Cortezes. I got them. I don't think you want to. You don't want to see 19 pairs of Continental 80s. I love those. I wear those all the the time. Internationalist Continental 80. uh, uh, (laughs) What? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I feel you, but Listen, I, I did something for um, shit. Well, who's Instagram? Foot Society, not Foot Society. Uh, Jesus, I, this is horrible. I can't remember the Instagram. Uh, anyway, it, it's uh, in Spain, Foot District. I'm sorry. So they they were like they hit me up. They're like, hey, could you do an Instagram live? And I honestly, I was like, sure, I'll do it. But I didn't know what you know people wanted to see. So like, I asked a couple people, and they're like, oh, let me see off white. Let me see this. So like, I, I like I went through it, and I was like, why am I showing you shoes that you've seen? So like, I, I switch over. I go to like my Diadora. So I just started showing them a whole bunch of other shoes. And people were like, yo, the comments were cool. They were like, oh, oh, that's oh, Diodoro. Oh, that's crazy. Well, I didn't see those before. Those are fire. And I was like, you know what? That's crazy that you people are in this scene of sneakers, and the only thing that resonates with you are the hype things that, you know, a complex, a hype beast, or any one of the larger platforms shows you. Like, you don't even have appreciation for, you know, the things that aren't hype. Like, it, it just it just destroys my thought process when it comes to sneakers sometimes. I'm like, I I get I get frustrated. I, no, no. I get very frustrated. And I, and I, I agree with you. And that's where, you know what? We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna hold off on that talk because I do want to talk about that because that's one reason why I do want to talk to you because, like I said, your style and choice of what you buy, it it's encouraging on 
taking a look at a lot of other places. So we're going to come back to that. Let's talk about Hyperport for a second. Okay. So one thing I love about Hyperport is the amount of information that you can get out in a small amount of time. The longest episode I think you guys had was like the sneakers of 2019, yeah. I believe. I think that was like the longest one. And I like the format. So first of all, how did that come about? You know, you being able to be put in that position to have the hyperport. Uh, super, super weird. So let me just clarify something real quick. The hyperport is no longer active. They want to roll it into something else. And I'll explain that after I'm done with how it started. Okay, I was so, going to ask you that. Okay. Yeah, like two years ago, uh, yeah, about two years ago now, Jeff had put something up, or Staple, Jeff Staple, I'm sorry, had put something up about uh, looking for someone to host a podcast or show. And like people were tagging me on it on like Twitter. And I was like, all right, cool. And like he was at Extra Butter at the time, uh, creative director alongside Bernie for those guys. And I was like, all right, I will send out you know, some clips from the breakdown and see how it goes. And I actually, you know, I, I tried to do the nepotism thing, like friends and family. I went to Bernie. I was like, yo, are you, are you connected with Jeff at all? Like, I know you guys work together, but like I put my name in the hat for this podcast thing. And Jeff, I didn't even know Jeff was there, but he had already DM'd me like, hey, caught a listen. Are you free in like two or three weeks to come in and do like a sample recording? And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So like we set it up. Uh, we went back and forth a couple times. Dates didn't work. I wound up getting in there. We did a test pilot for um, Hype Beast Radio, I think was the name or like the initial name for it. I sat down with a couple of the editors uh, and then I didn't hear from him for like six months, maybe five months. I was like, oh, I guess that's uh, dead in the water. And then uh, I was like, you know what? Let me just reach out before I say it's over. I hit him up. He's like, yeah, no, we got approved. I'm just waiting for some paperwork to clear on my end, and then we're going to start up. I was like, oh, 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 all right, cool. <laughs> uh, they were offices and whatever have you, so I wound up at the the new Hype Beast office, and we just started recording. Um, it, it, it was cool. It, it's good. I like the way it goes, but I, I'm more of a free speaker, um, and they were you know, not putting limitations on what I could say, but like they were you know, getting a little – weirded out by some of the things i would say about brands because i'm you know i'm still going to keep it funky like i'm not gonna the whole point oh, of it, see i'm glad you brought that up okay keep going so the, so the whole point of the show i thought was to have like a, a different perspective and uh not just be someone who's gonna be like oh yeah no i i, I love nike no i love asics no i love new balance yes 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 i mean even if i agree with you i can disagree with you that's just my that's just the way i'm built i could devil's advocate the shit out of anything so like everything that came in there and I like to do my homework too. So we weren't just talking about sneakers. We were talking about movies. We were talking about sports. We were talking about, um, art, which is not something that I'm very familiar with. So I had to do right. a whole lot of background on that. So like, I, I mean, I was doing my due diligence in every single respective field to, you know, keep up with whatever the conversation was. Problem is like when you have any co-host, you know, if they're not comfortable on, you know, the radio or behind a microphone, it, it relays through. Like no matter what you do in editing, you can't change that. Facts. So like hitting dry spots and someone can't speak or someone's having a hard time or you have to retake 30 times. Like, you know, people, people feel that and it doesn't feel organic. And like, that's the one thing I've noticed with content, hate to ramble on, is that the more content that's out there, the easier it is for people to read between the lines on what's real and what's fake, which I do appreciate. 100% agree with you which is the one thing that like I do like about the saturated market with content. Like it's easier to find the bullshit. You're like, Oh, that's bullshit. All right. We're good. And when you say that, like, cause I was going to ask you about the disclaimer at the end of each episode, because I remember which episode it was I was listening to. And I, and for the record, I listened to the hype report. I love it. Like 
I think it's really good. And I like the aspect of like being able to talk to like the editors and people that are like, I guess, versed in the topics that you're going to discuss. And the episode, I think it was one of them where you guys were talking about Supreme. And I think you were getting ready to, you were talking about like some of the like accessories or some of the releases. I don't remember. And I remember you had said it wasn't necessarily like against Supreme, but it was kind of like a, a jab. Yeah. Like a little jab. And I said, oh, okay. And I had heard a few jabs on previous episodes before. And, you know, but I just didn't really think much about it. And I didn't really ever pay attention to the disclaimer at the end. And I listened to it. And I always worry about that with George and I and the stuff that we say. Because we've been told. Like, I've been told by some companies and some brands and people that have, like, wanted to do, like, certain things with us. How blunt we are about things we like. Or don't like and how they just don't like that like and i'll just go minimalize let's say there was a uh one of the cleaner sneaker cleaner companies okay i'm gonna just go to that that to me is not the, that to me is like the bottom level of something to me so they asked me could we chill out on some of stuff like that you know saying like those are trash those suck like you know whatever and i said no because the, the the concept of the show is to share how George and I actually talk to each other. So by you saying how it was, I don't want to say conformed or like in a box a little bit, I've always wanted to know that. I wanted to know that like if you get the opportunity to work for somebody like that, are they concerned with that? So so there there's a level of yes and no to that, obviously. Like there's there's stipulations that they can put in place. Like I never signed an actual contract to that degree where uh-huh. I was limited on what I could or could not say, but it would be like conversations like, Hey, so, you know, some of right. the conversations are coming across a little like this. And like, I could read between lines. I'm not an idiot. Like I get it. And like, I can tone it back. And obviously like I curse, I like to curse. I like to use the F word as a very for uh, formal term of endearment. Sometimes <laughs> right. like, you, sometimes I love you. Like, fuck it. Like who cares? Right. Like that's, the ease in which I Gary V the F word, you know what I'm saying? So like, I, it's not derogatory, but they don't see it that way. So like, you have to pull back on that. And like, that's kind of the way that I emit emotion sometimes. Like I, I'm not going to change my level, but I'll use the F word in a different tone. So like, Oh, 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 he means business now. So like that kind of stuff gets pulled back. But like, as far as talking about brands with the disclaimer on the back end is very helpful. Um, but you also have to understand like who you're dealing with. Like you're talking to, you know, a company that's paid by brands as a person that you're not paid by the brand. So it's like they, they're going to be very matter of facto about what they say. And you're going to be very <laughs> well about that facto. It fucking sucks. So like you, it, you have to find a good way to be like, fuck you pleasantly. You know what I'm saying? Which is finding that middle ground of being like, Hey, so I really do like the shoe. Uh, it's not my personal favorite, but at the same time, I could understand where they were going with it. See, I, that hurts my soul when yeah, I hear people say that <laughs> it does like, because, and, and I had to explain to a lot of people, like a lot of people think when, how you talk to your friends or, you know, KB or tone off mic is completely different. How you might talk on mic when me and George say trash, we don't necessarily mean it. it's trash. Like, that's just, we just say the word trash. Like, yeah. you know, so I'll tell you this. So, like, when, like, we do stuff with GOAT, okay? So, like, we kind of have a little thing with GOAT. And the, the the issue with, like, our show, we talk about everything. Like, I don't care if, like, 
this is a GOAT thing, but with StockX, if something is happening or I sold something on StockX or if someone bought something or the price, we bring it up. So I remember I got this, I'm talking, I don't want to call it scathing, but it was like a, you talked about StockX, <laughs> you know, way too much, yada, yada. I mean, it was just like, yeah, but didn't y'all hear that StockX security had got broken into? Like, you thought I wasn't going to talk about that? Like, yeah, and then when I talked about it, like, I, I try my best. This is what I've learned with content. If I'm going to talk bad about something, I have to try my best to give a solution or something for it. When StockX had the whole situation where the security was broken into or hacked and all of our information, whatever, my thing was, it's big business. I've gotten that same email from Target, Nordstrom's, all the big companies who've said their stuff has been hacked. So I wasn't like as mad at StockX as everybody else was. My thing I get bothered with is when like a company or somebody doesn't say, yo, you know what? We messed up. <laughs> like we thought our security was good. We was tripping. My bad. Here's a 20% off code. We're doing our best to make sure this doesn't happen again. That's what I appreciate because none of us are going to stop buying or selling on there. We're addicted. Yeah. I hate StockX. So. You I, I, do you hate it enough to where? Well, oh, well, well, you know what? We're gonna talk about I, that too. Oh yeah, yeah, we wait. I don't care. I've used StockX twice, and uh, it's not even logged in on my phone anymore. Like I haven't had it logged in. One of my boys works for StockX. I love the guy dearly. Um, I I just don't like StockX. Now, and I also did say this where StockX within itself, StockX goat. Anybody who likes or dislikes, you have to be a certain level of sneaker collector, connoisseur, whatever you want to call it, to be able to be that confident enough to be like, get this off my phone. Mm -hmm. Not Absolutely. the general sneaker collector, whatever. They don't have that ability to. They don't know how to hustle or make the connections or something to get something without having to go to those. Yeah, I mean that's that's that is the epitome of disdain i like literal disdain disgust when you're standing on a fucking sneaker line and the person in front behind around near is on their phone looking at StockX, trying to figure out what size to buy if i i listen i'm a changed man like i i, I haven't been this person in many a year like i don't care <laughs> like i listen I'm, I'm, I'm getting older like i don't even think about things if it i don't even want to put my hands on anybody but when i see that the, the amount of rage that builds up inside of me, just I, I have to walk away or not even entertain what's going on because I will snap out. Like I just it's that infuriating to me. But that's just me. I 100 percent agree. So just real quick, going back to the hype report. So is it going to come back in a different form or is it kind of just done? I, I think it depends on feedback. Like it, it's a numbers thing. You know what I'm saying? Like they they. You, I think you touched on it before. We like, you know, support like content, support good content. Like right. people would rather listen to um, sound effects and noises and zoom in and zoom out and cracking <laughs> someone who comes in high to do an interview than actual content. So in, in in today's like regard, like it's hard to to put out content and get the correct responses you, you know what i'm saying like right it's it, it, it's it's tricky especially for like big business because that's that's what that is it's big business they're, they're more worried about like what the engagement looks like and what you know 
the feedback is like if more people are like hey you guys should have rich homie Quan on and he should be high like they're like oh so you guys weren't listening to the episode yeah you know what i'm saying right and that's where i i lose it and that's where like some of the discouragement does come from when you are a content creator and and, and let me put this this way the discouragement when you're putting out great content but mm-hmm. other content is getting the attention that is needed like i said hype report your opinions your stuff like that it's, it's valued by me and I, I i i put it in that sense because i've listened to some of the other shows on hype beast and i wasn't that impressed mm-hmm. like a lot of people get caught up in the names of something like whoa they're about to talk to you know and this is just an example they're about to talk to sean weatherspoon <laughs> you know depending on how a sean weatherspoon might feel that day it might you be a to, bad episode you had to use that guy i fucking hate him all right guys sorry <laughs> of all people fucking that guy all right <laughs> like and it's like it's like you know how he feels or how somebody might know how to talk to somebody like that it could be a bad episode it could be bad content but somebody be like oh my god you talked to the guy who created the 97 one that's fire yeah in in that regard like i totally i I listen i I get where like a lot of people it's a celebrity thing too because people like idolize certain people um i I guess sean weatherspoon is idolizable i don't know if that's a word whatever um to the point where when they hear his name or they they know about a shoe that he designed that's going for a thousand dollars because that's really what like the the equation to popularity in sneakers has become is what, what the resell is on the shoe that you put out or you're involved with is. Cause I was like, before that we're round two, who's, who's a round two. I don't think anybody was fucking round two. And right. the way right. that he won was equally as disgusting as you know, the person uh, you put a fucking voting booth in your store. So that way everybody who came in would vote for you. It was a popularity contest. And like, I'm pretty sure other people have said this. I'm pretty sure it's been on a multitude of channels where like, if you really want to have an honest honest vote you don't put anybody's name next to anything and you just put it up that's it yeah um, that shit away from it i i have had you know a lot of issues with the nike voting and the the voting process of that so i do 100 percent get that you know and it's it's one of those things where it's never gonna leave it's a popularity thing like you said like and when you go back to actually we'll talk about that a little bit later but hype report so like i said i enjoy the show um i i do enjoy the information that you were able to put out in the amount of time um i hate that it might not come back or it might or whatever it is but um you know i i, I enjoy that aspect of content from you like i i, I think it's uh it's very underrated and it's underappreciated I appreciate that 100%. It, honestly, I felt like it was something that the community and, like, I think social channels needed. It, it was something that touched on everything, and it gave you a little bit of insight. And if you only like shoes, like, you heard a little bit about art, but it wasn't too much because that was, like, my main thing. I was like, listen, we can't go over a certain amount of minutes on each topic. Like, that was my main focus because I didn't want to lose people in a 30-minute conversation about a piece of art they've never heard of from an artist they don't know. So, right. like – it, it was very important to have that quick rollover, which is me kind of conforming to today's social media because it's like fast. 
<laughs> what's next? Who's who's got the next thing? What's the next hot thing? What, what's the next thing I can buy? Like that's that's like the temperament and the speed in which things happen now on social because you got TikTok and it's sixty seconds of whatever you want. You got Instagram, it's a minute, or you can do an IG live with nobody watches. Like there, there's just a whole bunch of ins and outs to speed. So you know what? You got to make it quick. Yeah, that's where I, I I get concerned with like sometimes with like our show. Our show can go from an hour to three hours, you know, and I've been having really good conversation with people and it's gone three hours and I've been worried about, I know somebody, like me personally, I don't like video. <laughs> I hate doing it. I hate doing it because the podcast to me is supposed to be audio. That's a mm -hmm. podcast to me. Agreed. But when you're talking about the sneaker community and you are talking about an object like a sneaker, people want to see the graphic on the screen. They want to see the sneaker, what you're talking about, especially when I talk about back in the day and OG sneakers and back in eighth grade and I'm talking about something that hasn't been retro yet. They want to see what that looks like. And, you know, I've kind of just adjusted to it and gotten used to it. But like you said, not everybody's going to sit in front of YouTube for three hours. And I know it. And I see it, but that's how I like to put my content out. Like, I think the art of it is, is like, man, you talked for two and a half hours last week and you can talk another three this week. I feel that's an art. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's, it's something like when, uh, when I was in the gym and I was like on the treadmill for like the hour or whatever I was doing, what I was doing, I was uh, throwing on an episode and I was just listening to the episode. I mean, I know you guys are, you know, you have your video up because I put it on YouTube, but like right. I'm watching the entire video, but I'm really just listening to it while I'm on the treadmill for the hour. And then what I did was I would stop at that point and the next day I would finish the episode. So like, it wasn't like a terrible thing, especially when the, the conversations are flowing. I'm like, oh, I can listen to this all day long. But that's if you like sneakers. That's the other thing too. If you like and respect the person's perspective, it doesn't matter how long it is. You're only worried about the amount of time because a lot of people were like, listen, people that, that listen to stuff that I do, they're like, yo, could you make this longer? I would love to hear more about such and such. And I was like, right. listen, man, I, I totally get that. But in the fashion of keeping up with, you know, how fast Hypebeast is because it's a fast network as it is, they're putting out 20 to 30 pieces of content a day just on one social platform. They have eight. So, like, I have to keep it fast for the other people that aren't able to keep up with what I'm saying. So like it, it's, it's like a give and take, but when you have the core people that listen to what you do, it doesn't matter how long it is. Cause they're going to listen regardless. 100%. And that's why I try to like advertise it as this is some content for your week. Not today for your week. <laughs> like, spread it out. Right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> so I was going to ask you, you've been buying anything, any pickups, anything since you've been quarantined? I'm not going to lie, like, I've realized that my pickups have been very in tune with my wallet. Instead of overspending and being like, oh, I'm not worried about it, like, I've been very conscious about my purchases. So, like, I've been sticking with stuff that really just I want. I That's, like, it. luckily I can still buy the stuff that I want. But, like, uh, I think Stussy was, like, the biggest purchase that I made because uh, I had to pay resale for them. Shout outs to you know who for that. Like I put it up. He didn't even charge me that much over, but I paid him over what he asked me for because I felt like he did the right thing. So it was all good. I didn't really care about that. But yeah, that was like the biggest purchase I think I made and everything else was kind of just chilling. What did I buy? I bought uh, I bought those. I bought the, well, this is before the quarantine, the UNC AJ3s. Uh, I thought mm. that was just like summer essential. Like you just need those. Um, and that's one I still need. Like I need yeah. it. Yeah, you can find them though. Like it's it's not like a hard shoe, you know. Right. 
like I didn't even have to rush to buy them. I could probably get them on a discounted rate somewhere if I wanted to look hard enough. But um, Air Max One Pastels, they did like this um, shit. It was like Easter time or around Easter. Right. No, it was way before Easter, like three weeks before Easter because I bought them to match a hoodie that I made. <laughs> and uh, they popped up on Nike. They were like, Nike never sends me anything. I don't know how or why, but they sent me like a early purchase for this Air Max One. It was like a women's joint, I think. So it's like lavender mesh. It's got mint, yellow, green. Oh, five- yeah. Yeah, so like I cop those. I thought those were like an essential. I haven't even worn them yet, so like I'm just waiting for the right time to wear them. Um, oh, Kith the nine nine twos, the New Balance joints. Those were another like necessity. But I think that was yeah, that was during quarantine also. Yeah, I was during quarantine because I just woke up and it popped up. The pink joints. I don't know if you saw them. The dust pink. Oh yeah. Nine, yeah, the nine nine twos. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, the the volts. I just bought the the Atmos volts. Atmos volt what? Um, the 90s that they dropped yesterday. Oh, okay. You got those? Yeah. I, honestly, like, I didn't even like the uh, the infrared pair. The infrared pair was, ugh. I thought it was like, meh. Which is better? Oh, uh, the Volt, 100%. Really? Okay, see, I I didn't like the infrared one. But then, like, as, you know, the weeks went by, I started seeing people kind of post them on the field. I was like, oh, these are actually, they're not that bad. They're okay. Uh, I really liked the initial pictures of the Volt ones. I haven't seen anybody on foot yet or anything yet so i I guess i'll kind of wait for that to happen but i didn't try for them i might regret it but i didn't air max 90s to me i'm just uh, and people get bothered when i say this air max 90s are just the the model was washed to me like it's a legendary model i'm talking a top five top 10 model of all time it is but it's something about I, i i've said this over and over the air max 1 and the 97 We've been hit with it so much. And the Air Max 97 is the greatest Air Max of all time to me. Air Max 1 is probably across the board to everybody else. But I feel like they took so long to really start trying to amp up the 90 without the off-white collaborations and stuff like that. That, like, once it came back, it kind of lackluster. I mean, they also retooled the 90 way too many times, which is where I lost, like, respect for it, I guess you could say. They made it. It was like a like a sneaker boot almost, and then they made it into a sneaker boot. Was the uh, was like three years ago? They made that stupid Air Max ninety sneaker boot. It was like right. weirdest shit ever. Anyway, I, I I like didn't like the way it looked. Now that they brought it back to the original Air Max three styling, where it's low profile, I like it way more. Like it just it reminds me of an earlier time in my life. So like for me, like that's what resides. But like Air Max ninety was never my favorite model to begin with. Like Tailwind, I love Tailwind's my. I mean, you can't you can't lose on a tailwind. Ninety sevens, of course, and ones. Ninety fives too. Like, don't sleep on ninety fives. But I, I think like in it, it has to do with like when you grew up and what you were wearing at that time to what you love about Air Max. The ninety five, like I think growing up, the ninety five was like the one that was like that reign supreme. The ninety five was everybody's favorite. As I got older and our clothes and fit started changing, I started losing the love for ninety fives. I got to one point to where I was mad disrespectful to ninety fives because <laughs> I would wear them and I would be like, Good lord, like it feels nothing like any other Air Max. Like it is thick, it is heavy, and the tongue always kinda I hated it, it kinda moved around too much. And then I think probably about January or something, I started wearing my OG neons or volts, you know, uh, regularly. And I was like, God, these are such a good shoe. It's such a really good quality shoe that like withstood the la- the time. Agreed. Agreed. 100% agreed. Uh, listen, I, 95 was like the, 
oh, oh, you got it like that pair back in like, what was that 96? 96 right. was like a year. Like 95 just killed it. Obviously, 96, 95. But you couldn't go anywhere without seeing that gray, orange pair, uh, the infrared pair, or the bolt pair, or the blue pair. The blue pair was like ridiculous. And then, uh, what was it, Flint's? Not Flint's. Yeah, Flint 13s. Flint, Flint 13s followed up after that. And it, it was just a color comparison, the grays, the blues, like everything just worked. I was in high school, so like it was like fashion show every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that's 100% fact. Like, I mean, a lot of the Air Max colorways, the 95s, are very underrated. You talk about the blues. Those blues, I mean, love those. Like, those are a lot underrated. And I like the pink ones that just recently came out. I don't know what it's called, Dust Rose or whatever it's called. Those are clean, too. I'm going to I'm gonna grab those. I'm going to grab those in the 90s with the pink. I just got to yeah, wait. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to wait. You know, there's a lot of things that you're like that I, I do want to buy, but my mindset is like, dang it. Like, I want to buy them now because they are priced reasonably because no one's going anywhere. And I'm concerned with, like, I'm waiting to where we can actually really, really go somewhere. And then the prices might shoot up on them. I feel like the price is going to drop once they open stores up just to get people in them. So, like, I that I'm kind of banking on that when like people do another price drop like oh we're having a sale in store come check it out and they want like that foot traffic that's right. when I'm gonna be like, all right it's time to pick up some shit oh no that's 100% gonna happen but see like you live in New York <laughs> I live in Arizona <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, anything that like you might be able to walk into a store and get I guarantee I can't hear so <laughs> well, and if somebody up. and if somebody does have it here it may be like one store. Well, but you, got, you got it, man. Uh, hit me up. Oh, no, 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 definitely. Like, I, and that's why we had talked about last. I talked with uh, Kixie Jixie last week, and uh, you know, we're talking about like Kith and stuff like that. And we're talking about the shopping experience. Like, you know, it, it's a different feeling when you're in like a a big city. When you're in New York, or when I go back to California, anywhere that is like what I consider the big city bias. That big city bias, they get everything. They get all the the sneaker hunts and all the app, you know, special stuff, whatever. Um, but it is a different feeling when you can walk into like a kid or you can walk into, you know, something like that in the Atmos, whatever you can walk into and everything is there. It's not just the basics. It's like, yo, I've seen these online, but they're here in my hand and I could buy if I want to. I think that's part of the allure to like the tourism attraction when people do shop there. Cause I'm like, how do people spend this much money in fucking kids? And then, like, I'm like, oh, because they, they've probably never seen the shoe in hand and, like, how good it looks. And, like, it's one thing to look at something online, but it's another thing to, like, grab it in your hand and be like, oh, you have it in my size, too? I'm buying it. I'm buying it. I don't care. That when impulse the, is real. Yeah, no, when you're right. When the, when the boost was at its, like, extreme height, I don't think there's a single store in the state of Arizona. I mean, we had Bloomingdale's, but it went out of business. I don't think any of our Nordstrom's do. Um... I don't think there's a single store here that sold any Y3. I've never had seen Y3 Adidas in hand ever. So when I went to Kith, and I mean, you know, Y3 is a little bit more expensive. I was in there buying, buying them up. And I'm like, why'd I do this? <laughs> love them. Like, I, 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 I love them. The Y3 store is about four blocks from Kith. Facts. And I went into that store, and I was surprised at how many people were in there. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it looks so good like that's one thing with new york new york stores they're set up so well they look so good it makes you want to buy it makes you feel ridiculous if you go in and don't buy yeah they, they make you feel like you're broke they make you feel like you're broke if you don't like go in there and buy something like the store is clean it's pristine like they don't even talk to you they're like wait do you, oh, oh you want something all right what is it that you want like eh, 
it's 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 crazy. Like sometimes I get annoyed shopping in New York. <laughs> yeah, but see, like out here, it's like I I will only go into a Gucci or somewhere if I know I'm going to buy something. Yeah. There's no point for me to walk around in there and look because our Gucci store out here it's gonna have a few people in it. Not a lot. You go into a Gucci store in New York, it'd be packed. Yeah, they'll walk right by you. They don't care. They they yeah, they, they, they have. They, they wait for you to come to them and be like, what are you buying? Oh, you want that $60,000 uh, carry-all? Cool, we got it. <laughs> that, that's, like, that's like a normal purchase. That That is like a normal thing that happens on a Tuesday at 12 o'clock in the Gucci store. Like, yeah. that, that, they don't care. Yeah, and, that, and that's crazy. Um, so I did want to talk to you about, like, sneaker buying and collecting and, and, and stuff like that. And you had kind of touched on it with, you know, people wanting you to like show off whites and, and you know stuff like that and uh you know me and swinger we've had these conversations many times about you know new balances and stuff like that and like the new balance the adora asics and how they're not kept or put on the pedestal that they probably should be and it's probably more due to the sneakerhead. oh yeah oh 100 i mean if, and, if there's a statement in there to be made it's just that it's not the hypest item when it was the hypest item it was in everyone's closet see what does the hypest item mean uh to me personally it's the thing that's selling the most right now that 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 is the only thing that drives hype the hype was to me personally derived from the acquisition of sales through whatever it is that you were buying so like if i can buy something and make bad money on it like tickets to a Travis Scott, Travis Scott show, hype. Those are hype tickets. Like I don't care what you say because there's resale on them. Uh, Off white ones, the fucking most hype item because there's resale on them. Um, it, it's just one of those things that resonates when you. What can you associate with hype? Let, I'll ask you. What do you associate with hype? Um, I mean, the the easy answer would be the internet. I mean, uh. I mean, you could, you know, you're off white, you're Travis Scott, when you talk about hype, you know, those are the, the easy answers as well. It's like when I, when I think of hype, it's the one thing that, like, I feel like lately I haven't been able to fully measure, like, perfectly. So, off white, Travis Scott, sure. Hype, fly out the door. There's Ben and Jerry's dunk that's getting ready to come out. Hype, everyone wants it, clearly. But then there are certain things that have been, I will say this. The Carolina Jordan 3, I don't know if I viewed that as hype, but I had no idea it would, it would sell out as, as well as it did. Hmm. I, I didn't think. I, I thought the Red 3, it's sitting on shelves still. I thought that was had a level of hype with All-Star Weekend. I would have thought that would have killed. So, like, there, there's reverse engineering on that. So, like, the one that they dropped for All-Star Weekend with the, uh, with the shy on the back is different than the one that they dropped now. And then they dropped it again, but it was already too late because the sales had already peaked. Like, I, I just equate everything. Okay, so, like, let me break it down a little bit more. So, like, I do releases for certain stores. Kith is another store that I do releases for. So, like, on any given day that they're dropping a, an exclusive item or a hype item or something that's going to sell or resale or has resale, I'll go out and, like, I'll organize the line. I'll help security, orchestrate stuff. I'll handle raffle in person. Whatever the situation is, I'll go and do that. Nine times out of ten, the way the gauge, the easiest – to know if there's going to be a crowd or no crowd. One, is it a limited item? If it's a limited item, it's going to sell. Uh, two, 
uh, if it's up on StockX already and the prices are high, there's going to be people outside camping whether they want them or don't want them for themselves. Three, uh, what time of the week it is. If it's a Thursday, you don't have to worry as much because Supreme would normally be open. If Supreme is open, that's going to have the highest resale of whatever's going on for that day. And most people will be there trying to purchase or acquire whatever they're dropping just for the hype reasons and because there's money to be made. So in every one of those equations, like money is a common denominator of what is happening that day. And again, I'm in New York, so it's a little bit easier because you got Kith, you got Extra Butter, you got Supreme, you got Noah, you got all of these stores, you got Ami, all of these stores are in like a five block radius of one another. So like they're, they're flowing back and forth to try and make these sales. But to me, the most common thing is how much money can be made off of the item and that's what drives the hype. And the thing that makes them feel like it's gonna be worth the most money is because of social. So like it's social and the 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 amount of money to be made. So if I see it a lot on social, that means people are going to want to buy it. People are going to want to buy it. I'm going to go out there and try and camp for it. If I go and camp for it and I create a line, more people are going to try and get to it because obviously it's a limited item. Like it's just all three things kind of tying together on every single level. Do you feel that there are a lot of product that are unworthy of like? Yes. The high. Okay. Yeah, you don't have to. Think. Yes, one hundred percent. You want me to name a few? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, keep whatever you want to add to that because well, I I, I, I don't him. get the – when there is, like, certain hype for certain things. Like, we could – you know, it's really hard to gauge that from, like, just your general people you might conversate with on social media or friends or whatever the case may be. Like, there are certain people that think, like – so when the Travis Scott dunk, that dunk came out, I always liked it. I thought it was great. But I mm -hmm. knew way more people who hated it than they loved it. And then I will probably say two days after everyone realized they weren't getting it or didn't get it, you know what? These are too bad now. I kind of like them now. You, you know what that is? That is that same feeling when you have a shoe and someone goes, do you have these? Yeah, I got those. That's that same feeling. That That's what that is. Like, I'm not a big dunk person. Everybody knows that on my channel. I have a few ones that I think couldn't I couldn't go without. I need them for my collection, even though it's not really part of the collection. It's just a color that I really wanted, and I liked it, so I wanted to buy it. I don't think they're comfortable. I don't like dunks for comfortability. I mean, not dunks, SBs, I should say. Dunks okay. I can wear because they're not SBs with a poofy tongue. So that gets a little confused with people in regard to this conversation, but we'll talk about that after. So what we're talking about right now is someone going, I don't like a shoe. It comes out, and then they go, yeah, I kind of like that shoe. Now, is it hype? Is it your ego? Is it the resale? There, there are plenty of extenuating factors that might play into that. Sure. But if at the base root, I know you and you, you were like, oh, my God, I, I can't stand this shoe. And then like four weeks later, you were like, yo, finally saw it in hand and you know, I'm kind of feeling it. I'd be like, cool, you should definitely try and get it. But if you were a 17 year old who was like, yo, I hate that shoe. And then four weeks later, you were like, oh, I saw it in hand. I kind of like it. I'd be like, hi, peace. It's, it's just how I would look at it, and it's it's messed up, but that's how I view it. <laughs> but why would you look at it that way? Because I, I feel like there are people in your immediate surroundings, like you have a, a much richer, deeper history with shoes, and that's not a knock at anybody who doesn't have that. This is just me saying that you have a different appreciation than some others. Okay, that now, I does that does that only qualify for certain sneakers? So, like, a I well, view... For, I'm sorry, what? It qualifies for all sneakers that you like. 
So if somebody doesn't like, let's just say an off-white Presto, let's say they don't like that. And then a, let's say a 17 year old, 17 year old doesn't like that. And then sees that in hand and says, yo, I need this. This is fire. You would consider that a hype piece. Yes. There, there, there's context to that. So like, I don't want to just completely paint you in a box because then that kind of makes me somebody I don't want to be. But <laughs> what I will say is it depends on the context of the conversation. I know a lot of young dudes that have a deep appreciation for shoes. Now, off-white presto could automatically be associated with hype and a want for something that's cool, uh, if that's what you want to say, just because it's an off-white presto. Now, in regards to Prestos, if you like Prestos and you are a Presto person and you were like, yo, I hate Off-White, but that Off-White Presto is fire, I'd be like, yo, I, I get it 100%. If you're someone who's never liked a Presto, doesn't like the colorway, doesn't like Off-White and goes, I need that fucking shoe, I, I might have to view you a little differently. You know what I'm saying? There's context to everything. So, I, so a lot of people got mad at me one time because I had said – I feel like there are certain sneakers, and I would probably say a, I would probably say a, a off-white Presto. I feel like if you don't have or hadn't had any other Prestos, you shouldn't be losing your minds for these ones. That is a perfect way to put that. You shouldn't be losing your mind for them. If you go, I like the shoe. If I get it, I get it. Cool. But if you go, I don't know what I'm gonna, I, I, you know what I'm gonna trade three shoes and my firstborn child them then there's something wrong here like why yeah because i had so let's like jordan threes jordan threes for me i have no joke i have probably owned almost every colorway of a jordan three except like doran becker three and maybe like one or two other ones i buy them every single time but they have never looked good on me none of them i just i put them on it don't matter what type of pants baggy pants skinny pants shorts they look awful on me and i kind of view how they feel kind of like a sb They're just something's puffy about them and then the red ones and then the carolinos came out i love both of those but i said i would feel ridiculous owning both of those when i sold the og cement three and the 88 threes i feel like i couldn't buy those until i go back and buy those well that's crazy i i think that that's that's that that's your own demons you have to deal with on that one but like <laughs> if you like a shoe enough like buy it like i, I so like somebody hit me up because i bought the um the syracuse and kentucky dunks like it was like some hater shit he hits me up and he's like oh oh you like dunks now and like my response was simple i like orange and i like blue but that's it like it's that simple like i like orange actually i, I wrote like a paragraph of disdain <laughs> realistically the, the the base root of the situation is i like orange and i like blue if that means that that dunk is orange and i buy it because it's orange that's why i bought the shoe if i bought it because it's blue i bought it because it was blue i don't give a fuck if it was a y3 sneaker boot like i bought the weirdest fucking sneakers because i like the color blocking and i thought i could kill it i might not have killed it with the fit sure well that was me walling out but at the end of the day the base <laughs> root of why i bought that fucking thing was because i liked the way it looked uh, but then wouldn't that go back to like calling the 17 year old? Okay. You know what? Let's let's make the guy older. Let's say he's 40 years old okay, and he doesn't. Okay. Now he, cause me, I'm 37. Okay. He doesn't like Prestos. Never has, never will. Hated them. Thought they were weird. Hated the sizing, blah, blah, blah. 
but then the off-white one comes out yo must cop need auto cop does that make him a hype beast I, I love that you used you used all of the hype beast terms and asked me if that makes him a hype beast yes that makes him a hype beast. but <laughs> then, then i have to ask i then have to ask what did he go through to get them so I, I don't want to sound like that guy, but like you know, the dunks came out. I didn't I didn't fight anybody. I didn't enter a raffle. I right. I, I bought them and that was it. Both color. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll buy both colors. I don't care. Um, I'm not fighting to get them. If a shoe passes, like this is a perfect. I'll give you a perfect example. The Atmos that just dropped. I, I entered a couple raffles. I didn't know if I was gonna hit. Somebody was like, yo, you need them. Like, uh, uh, no, man. I'm if I hit, I hit. If I don't, I don't. Like, I'm 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 okay. I'm okay if I don't get a shoe. There are certain shoes that I'm not okay with not getting. So, like, I'll pay $1,000. I'll pay what I need to pay. I'll trade what I need to trade to get that shoe. And it's not because I want to immediately flex it because that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to put it in my closet, and when I feel it's right and it fits with a fit, I'm going to wear it. Now, if you're that 40-year-old and you need, you you need, need that shoe, like you're you're, you're going to donate blood, you're going to work at a food line. <laughs> I'm going to get these shoes when they come out. Like, how do you covet them? Do you covet them as something you keep in your closet to be sold later on because, you know, the price is going to go up? Like, wh- like what do you need them for? Like, they're, they're, there's levels to the purchase as well because I know plenty of people that, you know, need shoes and never wear them. And then what happens is the price goes up and they go, yeah, I can get rid of these. So you didn't really need them. You just wanted them because people were putting them up for sale. Like, yeah, there's there's so many different degrees of, like, how people buy and why people buy and i'm not knocking any of them you could do whatever the fuck you want with your money please enjoy yourself but then don't come to like a a communal area of people who really love and enjoy sneakers and try to say well i love and enjoy sneakers too i just sell a lot of them oh that's That's a rough one that that it's tough i know because like and me i'm i'm listen i can talk to anybody i can show it in. i don't really at the end of the day like it's not gonna make me view you any different but like a part of me feels like all right well if you really love sneakers like what's in your closet like okay cool all right you got a lot of shoes you have a lot of hype stuff you don't wear any of it you wear your air max ones that you beat the shit out of all the time and in your closet <laughs> that are worth you know upwards of a thousand six hundred twelve hundred fifteen hundred and you're just waiting for them to be sold like that 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 to me is like a whole different level like you are into stocks and that's what you're that's your thing you like stocks but you found money to be made in sneakers so that's what you're doing now you, you know what i'm saying like i don't think that that is the same thing you know that's that's a good point because like I, I said last week, I undiased my Travis Scott sixes just to go to the grocery store. <laughs> and I really love the shoe and the Jordan six to me is the greatest Jordan of all time to me. Um, but I, I think that's why they were DS for so long. Because, you know, I I want to keep that option open to sell it which during quarantine has made me say to myself dude i can't sit here and say how much i love it if i'm still contemplating getting rid of it yes i I, but that but that's a healthy decision for you to make as someone who loves shoes you actually have that thought process like you're thinking about it people don't have that some people let me say that some people don't have that they just have the process of 
Uh, it's going for 450 now. I'm going to cop it at 450. Hold on to it till it hits 850. Like, yeah. like, look, yeah. look at, look at, uh, can I talk shit about oh, goat? Look at goat, right? Go so, ahead. like, you can, you can buy a shoe, right, and you can leave it with them, right? You don't even have to get it to your house. You can just leave it with them, and then when the price goes up, they can ship it out for you. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people don't even think they even realize that's an option on there. Like, you can buy it, and it says like whatever that, whatever they Shipping. call it. Yeah. yeah, and they'll keep it and you know, whatever later. And that's part of that instant ship. You know, that's a, that's a smart, that is a smart, smart. Listen to me very carefully. When gold first started, not to go too far off topic. I was like, I hope, I hope that they partner with a uh, flight club or stadium goods. So you can have that quick drop off. I mean, it happened two years later, which is good, but like, that was my immediate process. I was like, listen, just because I don't agree with what's going on, doesn't mean I have any disdain for it. Like it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. The, shit the world has to turn somehow and everybody's different so it's just the way we live but at the end of the day like that's that's what the sneaker God, i hate saying it community has become like it's just a monetization of whatever it is that you want and they're they're the core people i consider you a core person like that still love and are shoes brooklyn basquiat there are a lot of people that like i you know out of the corner of my eye like i you know everybody's busy but i try to pick up on as much as I can and read between the lines as much as I can. Cause that's who I am. And you know, I see certain people comment on certain things and I see them in comment sections and I, I catch the DMS and I see the pictures that they post. And I'm like, you know, I appreciate who you are and what you're doing. Even if you don't know that I do like, I, I like every photo that's on my feed. If I follow you, I like your photos. If they show up in my feed, I'm tapping it. That's because right. why am I following you? If I'm not going to tap on your, on your photo, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not that type of person. Like it's just, free love like who gives a shit but at the end of the day like i still have to think about other things that happen in our community you know well let me go back real quick why don't you like community uh, I, I feel like it's taken it's taken there are a lot of things going on within the quote-unquote community that make <laughs> it not a community you, you know what i'm saying i know exactly what you're saying because i was going to ask so, you about some of that yeah, yeah, so so I just feel like it's it's not something you can't call it a community if people act the way that they act. Like to <laughs> me, community means that like there's a certain level of camaraderie, and you know, hey, like just before you were like, oh, I have a hard time finding stuff. Like if you hit me up, like I'm not the type of person like, yeah, no, I got you, and then you'll never hear from me again. Like I will honestly go to the store and get it for you and hit you up while I'm in the store. Like hey, listen, it's one fifteen, send me one fifteen. I'll tell you what the shipping is later. You you know what I'm saying? Like right. that's what type of person I am. Like I don't listen. Anybody who's listening to this, please don't flood my dms like i do it <laughs> people when i'm in a position to do it like it is what it is so like and like i don't charge people like i can i could probably i could probably have a lot more money in my bank account right now if i charge people for the sneakers that i've gotten for them but that's not that's not me because i feel like community is a sense of i respect who you are i respect who you collect and even people who like i might not i might not even like who they are potentially but like they're still an acquaintance of mine like if they ask me for a favor i'm still going to do it and i'm still not going to charge them like that's just you know, that's what your community is. Sometimes you don't like your neighbor. You know what I'm saying? But like, you're still your neighbor. So like, you're gonna hook your neighbor up. Like, now, how yeah. you're describing it is a real. Uh, it's a real common sense way of thinking. Like, <laughs> it's like I, I get it, but it does go back to like because lately I have been feeling really weird. I mean, with sneakerhead, that topic I've, I've always felt weird. Like sneakerhead, that's always sounded crazy to me. Everything. But like, the use of like 
sneaker community and sneaker culture, I feel like it's been used so incorrectly lately mm-hmm. because of how people do act. Now, I'm just going to ask you this really quick before we keep going. I was told by, you know, John, right? Disney kicks John King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he had hit me up like, yo, did I watch something? And now, I knew it was happening, and I said, I don't know if I want to go watch this video. Okay. And I said, I don't know if I want to go watch it. Not even knowing this conversation. Okay, so he said, yo, this is crazy, yada, yada, yada. So I didn't watch it when it took place, and I went and rewatched it on YouTube, and they had the live chat where, like, you can see the chat as it happens. You know, you know, YouTube works, you, you know. So I'm going through, and it was one of the things, too, that added to why I do consider you um, more intellectual in the sneaker community, if you will. Um, but it was shocking to me about how, it was shocking to me on how some were acting on the topics with regards to race in sneakers Mm -hmm. it was shocking to me on how the message was delivered it was so many things to me that i thought this isn't helpful and this doesn't solve anything listen if you you were reading the comments you can see like i was deliberately trying to ask and and diffuse while asking questions like there was, there was, there was like a purpose and I had so much more to say, but I couldn't relay it correctly without assuming this is my assumption that they would take it the wrong way. So I withdrew some of my comments and, and statements just because like I didn't, I couldn't relay it correctly without it being something that I thought would be taken out of proportion. Like it, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't healthy. It wasn't, it was very divisive and facts were missing and I know facts were missing. So like for me, like that, that's not a debate, you know, it's hard for me to say you guys are having a really good debate about a topic if everybody has the same perspective. And, you know, uh, to to some of their like I spoke to someone, uh, one of the gentlemen that was on the show after and like we we clarified a lot of things and like like viewpoints and like what was actually being relayed in what was saying, because I feel like common sense um, was lost quite a bit in there because a lot of emotion took over. And I, 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 I had to like tell him, I'm like, listen, man, it sounds like this. And I'm pretty sure that's not what you were trying to say. And he's like, no, that's not what I was trying to say at all. So like, I'm glad that we spoke, but at the end of the day, like that, that's not, that, that is not it. That that was disheartening for me. (laughs) Okay. That's how I viewed it. And I would never, I I, I don't usually participate or watch any of that stuff anyways and if it wasn't for john tell me to i wouldn't have because him uh, i'm not gonna lie say what i think i told him to watch it oh really okay so i it 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 really did dishearten me because like you said a conversation or a topic of that magnitude it cannot be full of everybody with the same mindset. And I could tell, and I, I no joke, and this is not no joke, not just because I have you on here. As soon as I watched that, after I watched it, I was going to hit you up like, I got to get you on. And I didn't, in the mindset of that moment, was to get you on to talk about that. But I was like, no, no, I don't want to talk to Mike about that because Mike is way more smarter than that and bigger than that. I don't want that to be the basis of why you and I finally had a conversation. I could tell in your comments 
you were holding back and trying to ask it in a way that could be read correctly by everyone. And because you, there's no context, there's no tone, there's no nothing with questions right. that you read in the chat when the chat is just like scrolling. It's just people ah. just commenting <laughs> everything. You know what I mean? It's just blah. Like, yo, like, I mean, the, 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 the chat itself, which is why, oh man, live chats have always been difficult to me because there are some people in there with like really good things to say or comment or questions. And then there's a lot of people in the chat who are like talking to other people in the chat. Yo, yes. what up? <laughs> hey, Bill. <laughs> Yo, where you at, man? Yo, what's good, bro? Hadn't talked to you in a while. Man, get the heck out of here. Go do something. So I felt like even your questions were like, your questions were really like um, straight to the fourth. I want to get a better understanding of what you're trying to say. And it wasn't getting taken that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was getting I'm, taken It was getting taken as if you were against what others were saying. I mean, technically, I, I'm not against, but I'm, I'm more for, you know, the op the opportunity for open thinking on the subject. And if you're not going to lay out all of the facts and you're not going to even address the, the most obvious fact is that like what you're saying or what you're doing is creating this scenario that you, you have to understand that that's what you're doing. You, you right. can't, you can't take ownership of that. You can't not take ownership of that. I should say what, what you're saying might be this, but what's being relayed is actually this. You need to clarify that. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then, you know, they, they, they try to. They, 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 honestly, they, they try to clarify it. But again, when everybody has the same perspective, you can't clarify. And then the, the, the narrator was actually changing what people were saying to fit her narrative. So, like, it, it, was, it was one of those things where I was like, I can't, I can't even talk anymore because this isn't even going to – it's not going to resolve itself. So I just stopped. No. And that's and do you feel like the the topic itself or like even some of those facts that were missing? Does you feel like at this point when it comes to sneakers and stuff, a lot of that stuff even needs to be highlighted? So I, I think that some things need to be highlighted. Uh, some things do need to be addressed. I, I think it's it's and I've, I've had this conversation before. I, I, I had a conversation with a young lady um, about. What, what's the word? Uh, a humanist or a feminist? I am okay. a humanist. And I, the, the, like she was with a couple of her friends and the friends understood what I was trying to say is that I'm a humanist. Like I don't I don't want to see black. I don't want to see white. I don't see Spanish. I don't want to see women. I, I just want to see people. And like w the respect that I treat you with, I would like that same respect treated where I would treat uh, a woman, whether she's 60 or, or 10 with. You, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm going to give you the opportunity to help me understand you. And it doesn't matter all of the extra stuff. If you've been to jail, if you've been a CEO, I don't care. Like there, there are extenuating circumstances for everyone. And that to me is being human with everyone. Now, if you want me to just be a feminist, that means I have to be disrespectful to men. Uh, do I have to be disrespectful to certain people? Like, I don't understand that to, to me, like you're creating a separation when we already have separation. That that's, that's how I view it. And like the more separate we are, the less unified we are. Now, how do you feel does that equate or do you even feel that equates to, quote unquote, the sneaker community? I, I, I feel like some things just don't need to be in certain places. 
Okay, like it, I agree. It, it doesn't need to be there. I, I feel like if you have a love for shoes, like you have a love for shoes. And that is why I can't say community because it, there, there, there needs to be, you got fucking 13 different sub communities in a community for a community about one thing. Like how the fuck is that possible? Like what? <laughs> like, That's a very good point. Well, we, we, you got you got a subcommittee for the committee for the other committee for the third committee for the YouTube committee for the fucking Instagram committee for the TikTok community about sneakers, but some are for the um, the hip hop artists and some are for the rock guys and some are for the skater guys and some like bro, your shoes, it's fucking shoes. Like we like shoes. That's it. That See, that's and, how I. And that's where like when I that watching that you know that YouTube show or whatever it was, man, like I I I did I found it disheartening because. I do feel like when it comes to sneakers and stuff like that, um, that is our getaway from yeah. what the real world is about. I know the divisiveness that's happening in the real world. I see it. It's gross. I see that on a daily basis. And when it starts sneaking into sneakers, like we're talking about, I don't want to sound like Iverson, but we're talking about sneakers here. Like, I don't want to have to be like, Yo, why did the why the white girl got shine in that? Like, I can't I can't hate I can't express my disdain for a complex and then express my disdain for what they're not doing. I either don't like you or I don't like you. Yeah, uh, it's pretty it's pretty self explanatory. Did you watch um Netflix series called Black AF Black as not, No, not as yet. I haven't watched it yet. I watch it. Watch it, and then like towards like the end, um, you'll 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 get kind of where I want to go with this. Maybe we can pick this conversation up again. But like, basically, it's like being honest with everyone. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I don't care if you're if I'm listen. I'm mixed. I'm black and I'm white. So like, we can't even get into like the disdain family has. You you know what I'm saying? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody has their own thing. I love shoes. Shoes. I love fits. I like going out and feeling like a million dollars. Guess what? My fit does that. I like it. I don't care if it makes me shallow. It's just something that I like. And that's love me. it is what it is. So like when you start to take that and bring in a whole nother thing that I don't really give a fuck about, like that's not something I want. Not that I don't care about it. It's not something that I want to spill into my happiness. This is my happiness. I do sneakers for a living. I do. I like a, I'm a photographer. I do take pictures. I like a, like create content like that not just for my gram for other gram like that that's what i do because i like it that much like and none of that has anything to do with my day-to-day so how did that happen that's what i try to tell people when i talk about sneakers growing up and stuff like that i'm sorry like you said you you said shallowness man i don't care man there is nothing and there has never been nothing and a better feeling than coming with a fresh pair of kicks that you know everyone wanted or couldn't get and have everybody in school work wherever you live whatever you do on a daily basis go yo that's crazy my, my first job at 13 was a sneaker store. I was wearing J's three weeks before they came out in school. When they came out, everybody had them. They went back in my closet. Facts. That was at 13. At 13, that's what I was doing. So, like, you can't tell me. And people are like, oh, 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 you don't have ones from 1980s. I'm like, bro, I don't give a fuck if I have ones from 1986. What, what was your first job? Well, tell me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's, it's crazy. Like, I don't know. And, like, I hate that he, that even has to be a comment too. Like people have to have conversations like that. Like, oh, how long have you been collecting? Like, I, I, I never thought about collecting. I got, I, I probably thrown out more heat than most people have bought. Like, I'll put it like that. You know, and that, that's, and that's kind of that where we're at, and that's where, 
when I say level of sneakerhead, like I view you and I at a certain level of sneakerhead, not at a level of meaning that like, oh, I can go get whatever I want or, you know, we could. But the aspect of it that I mean is that like, I hate, even with the Jordan documentary right now, love the Jordan documentary. Like people are, we appreciate the documentary. A lot of people appreciate it, but it's gotten to the point to where it's now it's like, oh, I have to pull out all my posters and my jerseys and my jacket and my hat and my sneakers and my poster, my, my billboard and all that from 88 to show you that I've always loved Jordan. That to me, like that is the epitome of sadness. Like that, that's, <laughs> that's a sad day when you have to, you need that kind of, What's the word? Um, Affirmation? uh, Yes, confirmation. We need that kind of confirmation from other people about something that you know that you care about or you cared about. How old are you? 37? Okay, so that means you grew up watching Jordan. Uh, You don't need to tell me. I know you did. So, like, at the end of the day, uh, if you said you like Jordan, I believe you. You know why? Because you grew up watching him. Like, the fuck you mean? Like, I don't need you to go back and show me you at two years old wearing a Jordan jacket that you didn't buy. Uh, why? Because your parents put you in it because they like Jordan. Like, it had nothing to do with you. Like, you are choosing that shit at two. Like, That's, I get it. Like, no, nah, man. I, 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 listen, I, we, I can, like, we can do this all fucking day. Right. Um, and, I, and I don't want anybody to take this as, like, a negative thing or towards them. Like, hey, man, I, I threw on a pair of Rodmans, you know, for the episode. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to, like, disregard anybody. It's like when Kobe passed. I felt like. Instead of I like okay, we all celebrated. Some people didn't even realize how much Kobe meant to them until he passed, which is a perfectly fine thing and it's good. But then I get on social media and I get stuff, and it's like everybody has to prove to me that they've liked Kobe since day one. And it's like, man, I don't need anybody to prove to me that you were a fan. I don't care if you became a fan of Kobe last year. It doesn't matter to me. Once you're a fan, you're a fan, and that's it. Once you're quote unquote a part of the sneaker community whatever that may be for you you can be a part of it as long as you're not trying to be divisive in it agreed and like i said we can go on and on and on about that i don't want anybody to take that segment of conversation as like against them or hating on them or how they collect or what they view or whatever anybody's going to do whatever they want to do they I I really I I just try to like say that even when like I talk shit about whatever like at the end of the day if it's what makes you happy own it even even if even if doing that makes you happy own it like that's fine but the the in retrospect to that you don't need to also if that isn't who you are like you don't need to prove anything to anyone if you like it buy it if you don't don't you don't need to do all that extra stuff for the gram uh, like, especially people that post those pictures and like, they're having a hard time paying their bills. Like, fuck Instagram. Like, worry about other shit. Sell that stuff. Matter of fact, sell that stuff from 88. You got a documentary. It's probably at the highest point it can be at right now. Get rid of it. Make money. Pay your bills. Like, that. that's <laughs> the most important. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, and I, and I try not to be like, uh, you know, like you said, we've gotten rid of more sneakers he ogs and stuff that people don't even know about i mean it's not even a question and i always tell george when we talk about the show i said man i really try to avoid and i hate being that guy like oh i had those 
I, I had those ones. Oh no, I, I had the OGs. I had those too. Like, oh no, I do. And it's like, oh, does it matter? It doesn't. But you know what sucks it, when you when you have to say that or when you do say that, it, it's it's like conforming to the social norms now. Is that like people don't know that you did because if you didn't take a picture, did it really happen? Like I didn't grow up in that fucking lifestyle. Like that that wasn't my lifestyle. First of all, who was taking pictures when you were fucking ten years old? Unless you had a disposable, you know what I'm saying? Like hey, yeah. unless you're at an event, you're at a family event or a party or something. Like that's when pictures got taken. Like it wasn't like you were just taking pictures randomly walking down the street like people do now. Like what the fuck? Like oh. Well, uh, imagine doing that when you were 13 years old with your boys. Just pull out your camera, and start taking pictures of them. Like, what are you doing, bro? We're going to play basketball. Beat it. Like, yeah, because you know what's, what's crazy is like back in the when we were growing up, the only people that I ever remember really taking pictures were girls. Like, girls would like you come over to their house or like you can't. They'd have like a, a little disposable camera or something, and they would like print pictures and hang them up. It was rare for guys to do that. And I remember me and my friends were talking because man, when we were in high school, we were just so into iceberg history. Like, I still have all my Iceberg, Mickey, Sneakers, Donald Duck, all of them. And I, we were like, man, there's just, there's no photos of us in it. Like, it's rare. And I was like, but then you think back to the time, like you said, our cell phones weren't, we weren't taking pictures of each other. There was no reason to. What would I need to take a picture for? Now, you take a picture now to post it on social media for C. That's it. That 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 is the only reason to do that. That's crazy how times have changed. Like, I, 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 like, hate, I hate saying like, oh, I remember when I was younger. Like, but like realistically, we were outside doing shit. Like, I my mom, she, once I was out, I wasn't allowed back in because if I came in, I wasn't allowed back out again. Like that was the rule. So like, <laughs> come, in, come in before that street light goes on at a certain age, and then it was once you're in, you're in. So I'd be like, oh damn, all right, so. I'd be out in the street drinking drinking water out of hoses. Like I didn't care. I I know, and 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 I me and my wife were talking about the other day. I said, "Man, I remember when I get out the bed, put my clothes on, brush my teeth, eat something, and I would hop on my bike, and I wouldn't come back until God knows when." And it wasn't a worry on anyone's face. But like you said, if I kept coming in and out of the house, oh, I was I had to stay in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She heard that door one too many times. It was a wrap. I was like, "I tell you, you're in. That's it. Close door. Shut it." And we lived like in the homes that we used to have, like where I lived, we had like this uh, screen door and it was like one of those screen doors that closed itself. <laughs> so it like slammed like douche, douche, douche. Like she hated that. All the spikes in the front of the house from everybody else. Like that one day she was like, oh, I have drinks in the house. So if anybody wants to come by and then everybody would come to your house that day. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was the best. Huh? <laughs> like, right. You could go out all day long and not worry about a thing like. My mom would be like, oh, just come in before that light goes off. And then if that light went off and I wasn't home and she had to get in the car and drive to the block to where I was at, it was a wrap for me. Like, it was it was over. <laughs> um, so let's go back to talking about uh, – let's talk about New Balance and Asics and, you know, I want to talk about, like, your collection. Oh, well, honestly, like, the okay, so right off the bat, Asics is the largest part of my room. I like yeah, Asics has the most pairs in my in my room. Nike, Nike's up there, but like Asics is everything. How did so? Okay, you remember that big wave, and it, a lot of it started with Kith, you know, Ronnie Five, when like this major, major wave with Asics and New Balances like hit, and I don't want to say maybe mainstream, but like I feel like a lot of us on the West Coast, Midwest, didn't really know too much about 
a lot of the new balances, ASICs and stuff like that, that people on your side of the world might have been doing for a long time. So, but, so in retrospect, like I'm going to, I'm going to put it like this. So like I did construction for like 11 years. I got hurt of my job. Uh, I want to say it was like 20, 2012, somewhere in there. And I wound up like going to, what was it? Dunk exchange. I was at dunk exchange and I see Ronnie. Right. And I went to high school with him. Most people don't know that, but oh, I went wow. to high school. So, so like, I, I, I was like, Oh, this guy, man, it's Ronnie from high school. So like, I didn't know that he was a sneaker designer. I didn't know any of this shit. I was just like, all right, whatever bet. So like I walk up to him after the show was over. I was like, Oh, what's up, man? How you been? How's things? He's like, Oh, I know I'm good. And like, he, he was like a little like apprehensive about telling me what he did. And I was like, maybe I should have known. I guess he assumed I should have known like who he was or whatever, <laughs> but it's still early. Like it was, it was like two years, three years after, uh, no, it was four years after Oh nine. So when he switched off to, from David Z. So like, okay, I get it. Cool. Fine. So I did a little research on, him. I was like, Oh, the shit is kind of crazy. That's clean. That's fire. So like I started like doing more research and then I went down to Kith to pick up, I want to say it was, flamingos oh yeah i think it was flamingos and it was there was like 300 people out there i was like what the fuck is this <laughs> what is this <laughs> for, for me like i used to shop on broadway because i worked in the city so like i would be on broadway at like david z um i would be at michael case when michael case had the ill location you people in new york will know what i'm talking about that like downstairs in each section for like a brand had its own like little area so like puma had its own shit adidas had its own shit but like it was all in one store it was fire um uh, what was the other one? Shit. Uh, Yellow Red Bastard, but they didn't have shoes. They just had like ill clothes. And then it was, damn, traffic, not traffic. I can't remember the last name of the other place. But anyway, so like there was like stores that I shopped at, but I didn't know about this dude, even though I went to high school with him. So like I started camping out for, I forget what the first show I camped out for was. I can't remember. But anyway, there was like mad people. And like I'm an older dude. So like I see all these kids and they're like trying to cut and they're doing funny shit. And I'm like, uh, this is not going to fly for me. And like like I said, like I was doing construction. Like, listen, I, I was a different type of person. I'll put it like that. So like, <laughs> so I was like, no, nah, this, this, is, this is not going to work for me forever. You know that, right? Like I'm going to let you guys have your thing because this is where you were at for like this release. But next time we'll, we'll see how this goes. And that's how I met Paulie Hustle too because like he was supposedly running the lines. But like he was whatever. And, uh, like I, I got in cool. I wound up knowing the uh, employees like Ronnie, whatever. So like I, I was just there and I wound up copying mad shit. And like, I was buying like ASICs when they were dropping and like, it was still wasn't easy. Like it was still like a pain in the ass, but like, that was like the start of like the camp out shit. Cause I was camping out extra butter. And like, um, I think I was out in like long Island going to the first extra butter location. Then we went to the LES location when they opened that up. Like there was like a lot of shit going on and runners were it. Like I didn't realize runners were it. Like they were just it at that time. Like it just the it was like the beginning of the rise of runners. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it just took off. It was Saucony, New Balance, and an Asics. Like there was just you couldn't touch that shit. So what happened to it? Like, kind of now, in your opinion? I think, uh, in, in my opinion, like Adidas was also part of that wave because the um, I want to say like by like the third year, the 1.0 came out, and that was like the height of runners at that point by like 20 was that 15 maybe i want to yeah. say we're in there like 2015 what, what year did the the 1.0 come out 2015 or 2015 2015 so 2015 like adidas kind of hit the ground running so to speak the shoe they made spoke volumes it was a bigger brand a lot of more a lot more visibility for people to see it it was a low profile fit with joggers that's how they styled it so like it worked with 
Asics, it worked with Saucony, it worked with New Balance, and now Adidas too. Nike obviously had Air Max Ones. They had like low profile sneakers that kind of fit the the silhouette as well. But they weren't they weren't doing shit yet. Like they weren't they were retroing Jordan still, and like they were selling out because of resale. And that's how they learned about bots and buying overstock. Like it was fucking crazy. But anyway, that's a different story. So now only four companies are putting out the shoes that are fitting styles aesthetically, right? Nike is in the background doing their thing, so you got Ultra Boost. They do 2.0. 2.0 is not terrible. You get 3.0. People are getting played out. Asics already took a back seat because they had their five, their 25th anniversary kind of, kind of flamed out. Um, Saucony was kind of falling off with their collaborations. They weren't doing anything like top tier. They were doing more inline stuff, and people at that time didn't really care about inline stuff. They were worried about whatever the hype releases were, like whatever, whatever the new shit was going to be. Like they wanted that runner. Once that died down, like Nike kind of had that open door again. And Nike just started fucking creeping back in around 20, I want to say 17. 17. 2017, I want to say Nike just bust back on the scene. It wasn't, that wasn't the first, was that the first Air Max Day 2017? Uh, no. Wasn't that with like the Atmos and all that? Yeah, when they had the voting. Yeah, I think, the, I yeah, think yeah. the year before 16, they had the voting section. And then 2017, they had the Air Max Day. And it was like, oh, Nike, Nike's doing some shit. Right. And then Nike just started stepping on throats from 17 on. So, like, they, if, if, if runners would have probably stayed a little bit more consistent with what they were dropping and how they were dropping, they, like, nobody was talking to anybody. Like, the brands were, there was no intercommunication with brands and dropping these collaborations. You were getting, like, three collabs a weekend. And it was like, oh, okay, uh, nobody's buying three collabs a weekend. Like, that's not going to happen. So, like, they kind of oversaturated their own collab market. Hmm. And then Nike was like, all right, well, we're going to retro a whole bunch of shit. We know you love the 90s. And uh, we're going to give you Air Max Day, too. So Air Max Day was like, oh, okay, this is something new. And you, same thing with social media. The turnaround rate is important. Whatever's new and hot. And Nike's been able to keep new and hot in the equation on everything that they've done with Travis Scott, with Off-White, with Fragment. Like it start, I think Fragment started the entire like hype train for them. When they did the Fragment 1, it was like, oh. This is like a thing. Shutting down Mercer Street, that closed the store just to do raffles. Like, she was crazy. It was like in-person fucking raffle. For that was the only shoe I ever won on a raffle. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> like, but I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, it was it was just from from fragment one on. Nike was like, all right, well, I think we've got it down pat with what's going on. We need to create the, uh, create the hype, keep the hype, hold the hype, and then learn from the new hype. So like before shit was even popping. Nike has people like checking shit out in all different areas and speaking to artists and talking to brands and whatever the fuck they need to do, just going on tours. Like people from Europe, they the European team, they tour here. Shout out Guillermo. Like like people are from all over are doing research for their respective fields at Nike to keep shit relevant. They might not hit the mark all the time, but god damn it, not for a lack of trying. I when it came like the Asics, you know, waves and stuff, like, I mean, I have a lot of Asics. Me and George bought a lot of Asics during that time, and it became like really big out here. It, I can only speak for Arizona. I don't know California, anywhere else like that. And it was sort of like an eye opening thing. I was a few East Coast people from like Massachusetts who were like starting to camp out with us at releases, you know, whatever the release might be. They were in line, like, I don't want to say putting, putting us on game, but like, you know, this is like Mazarines and stuff. They're like explaining us to that. And like, yo, I could get three pairs of those if you need them. Like they were trying to like sell us on the concept that like they could get us what I wanted, you know, of stuff that we weren't too familiar with. Yeah. 
so so then like when we came to like a6 and like you talked about like flamingos and stuff like that we would see them but we didn't understand i don't think a lot of people understood what made them what they were and I, and I know a lot of big a lot of that had to do with like Ronnie Feig and Kith and stuff like that. But I remember talking about it with, um, you know, with uh, Ryan Swanger and uh, uh, the homie from Off the Cut, um, James. We James. were discussing how you can have something that the sneaker head, whatever you want to call them, would complain about what one brand is providing but completely disregard what a brand like a new balance or a6 deodora can go on and on about what they're providing materials quality all of the above i think that the complaint about the bigger brand uh is more about not being able to acquire the thing that they want more than the quality of what they're getting okay so it's not easy to get some of these other thing like the bodega release for the uh no bad days or whatever and all that that was a mess i i just so there's like fucking politics the politics with like these drops are like also another thing like i i'm i'm a firm believer and i'm not saying this is an actuality of what happened but like when a store like bodega or a smaller store soulfly for example um gets a shoe that has a lot of hype behind it and can be sold for some reason things just always go askew they can drop a million shoes throughout the course of the year but then that one shoe that sells for x amount of dollars somehow gets effed or gets like fucked up you know what i'm saying and to me my mind reading between the lines because i love to do that ever so often um i just think that they do this backdoor thing where they start selling their pairs off and they make it more hectic than it needs to be. So people don't ask as many questions like, oh, man, they sold out in 20 seconds. Did they, though? Were they even were there that many pairs really even up there? I mean, Packers does it from time to time. Like you'll go on the shoe at 12 o'clock at night because they drop shit at nighttime, right. uh, 12, 12 a.m. And there won't be a size seven. There'll be all the other sizes, but like before you even add to cart. So that means that, like, obviously they only got one size seven. They sold it already. Like, like, I, I get it. That, that's how things happen but like the the idea of controlling the hype is very real and i, I know i'm straying off of asics right now but like controlling the hype is something that brands have emulated to do since they realized hype was a thing and i want to say fragment one was like well probably ronnie ronnie probably started that and i'm sure in asia asia definitely had all that going on long before for all the asia exclusives that they've had you know what i'm saying so like there, there's there's a machine that's here it's like music it's like anything there's a machine that's working in the background and it's creating and driving hype because if they build hype on a shoe and they made a hundred million of them or a hundred thousand of them and they put out twenty thousand of them and they sold out immediately and then they dropped them four more times they sold a hundred thousand shoes but if they drop those shoes all one hundred thousand at once and they're readily available people won't buy them so do you think if they like you said if they made that many pairs and did all that you know i always like People love providing, I, and I think I, everybody's been that guy at one point where it's like, make more pairs, you know, we all want it, you know, and I always said to myself, but would you really, like, would you really want it if it was just that easy to get? Question, would you? Would <sighs> you really? I, 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 see, no, no, for me, and this is going back to our, our previous conversation, mm, at my age right now, maybe yes, but... In my 20s, younger than that, absolutely not. If nobody 
And I hate to sound like this. It's going to sound shallow, but I hate when sneakerheads don't admit or people, they don't admit they feel the same way. There's a reason why you want something that's as special as it is. The, a Travis Scott 6 is dope. It's a little different. It's fire. But how much fire is it really more than something else? Like, it. we're, we're talking... A little pocket on the side, a, a color you might not have seen, an extra pair of laces, whatever. But how much fire is it really? We talked about that with on that episode I did in Dallas. I love New Balance. Like, I love it to death. And I love Asics still. When you posted that picture in your story recently of the 2020, what is that, J-O, Joe, the oh, yeah. J-O-5s, uh -huh. I, I, I'm looking immediately. Like... I went on eBay, there was like one pair, and it's like all the way in France or somewhere, and the shipping on that's ridiculous, and the price is ridiculous. I need those. I was so disappointed to when I sent that picture to people who I know have at some point loved Asics and Jelly Fives, and they said, hmm. <laughs> now, if I pay resale, and I end up getting those for like 230 even if I pay 250 280 for those, I know my original i'm sorry i know from my origin of one of the best feelings i had in sneakers was being able to like yo look what greg got on today yo greg got that color too i won't get that same reaction if i buy and wear those yeah i i there's a small little molehill to understand i on the other end of that know that feeling and i also like when people go yo what what are those like and they're like wait that's not travis guy it's not at all white what are you wearing and then i gotta be like oh you don't know about these that sucks and i just keep it moving <laughs> like i i don't even i won't even build it up i i kind of want the suspense to hit them like wait i know you got shoes i know you know what shoes are like wh what are those though and if they don't know they now have to go either figure out what they are so i know they were asic i know they were red now i gotta go look at asics and look type in asics red and figure out what it is was it oh that's a gel, <laughs> that's a gel like three model he has with the split tongue all right so now i know what asics gel like three and now you're trying to figure out what asic gel like three red that was so was it a nice kicks was it a super red was it a koi was it all you got now you got to figure out what it is i was wearing just because it wasn't just the shoe it was the fit. So like, oh, what shirt is that? Oh, that's Chrome Hearts? Where do you get that Chrome Hearts from? How old is that? Oh, what kind of pants are those? Those are Mahari. Like, like the, the whole fit just comes together, and then the thing that ties it in is the sneaker. Like, I start at the feet, and I work my way up. That's how we figure this shit out every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what's going down right now. I'm coming out of the shower. I'm grabbing a pair of shoes. I'm going to go in my closet. Like, all right, what goes with this today? I Bet. will tell you this, like you said, when it comes to the fit, the fit does with some of the stuff I see you wear and some of the stuff I see you post, like the Asics was the, the gel 360s. Yeah, I would never in a million years would have considered those <laughs> not even close because I wouldn't be able to look at those and say like me. I love dressing. I love clothes. I love putting together fits. Like you say, I don't post that stuff online because I just don't know how, but I'm going to once this is over. I would never, ever ever would have looked at those and said yo i could put something dope together with these you made me look at those which is what i want to tell everybody that's what an influencer is an influencer isn't somebody who can show you what they have an influencer is somebody who can show you what you could do with it that's yeah, an so influencer that, that's the important part so people that look towards everybody and like yo he has Travis Scott ones. 
that doesn't now what's he gonna do with it because <laughs> if if anybody that's why i always tell people people there's a lot of people in society still to this day people that i know personally who think if you go in gucci and spend a ton of money you know how to dress no it doesn't <laughs> okay. got it just because your polo shirt, my polo shirt might have cost $89 and yours cost $350, doesn't mean you dress better than me. Doesn't mean that whatsoever. Those 360s that you had, which, did you make a, a top 10 list? What do you mean? Uh, uh, of this year so far? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so just to let everybody know, uh, me and Mike are going to do our top 10 non-Nike, Adidas, whatever, sneakers from this year so far. And... On my list, I do have one that 360 that olive with the pink. Um, that I don't know what that's called. Um, you have posted it. It's the the ASIC gel 360. It's like olive green and the bubbles on the bottom or whatever are pink. Olive 360 with the. Oh, oh, I know, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Okay, those are absolute fire. But they're fire because you made them fire to me. I mean, I think a lot of people sleep on the fact that you don't have to wear what everybody else is wearing to to achieve the look that you want to achieve. You know what I'm saying? Right. I live in New York, so there's just people with alarms going off for no reason. That's <laughs> all good. Fucking horns crazy. Yeah, but like, I I don't know. I mean, I, I hate ever since I was younger, though, like I talked about it before, like I worked at a sneaker store, I would wear shoes until they came out. And then when I saw mad people wearing them, I don't want to wear them anymore. Like, I've always been like that. It wasn't like something that I just figured out recently where I was like, well, I don't want to wear what everybody else is wearing. No, that's just how I was raised. Like, if your cousins are wearing this, I'm wearing something different. You, you know, like, even my mom put that in my head. I was like, okay. So, like, I feel like even with, you know, retail stores and stores like that on how stores are set up and what they do, they're all built for that. Now, I think brands, and you might be able to speak to this more than I do. I don't know how. So, let's just stick with kith or any other store whatever what they decide typically in kith, actually you know what kith might not be a, mm, because typically on kith mannequins and stuff like that that's one of the, my favorite parts about being a kid is seeing the mannequins like seeing the clothes on the mannequins like i, I don't know why something about imagine what the fit's gonna look like that's why right and now the footwear that might be on it it might be typically a kith or a fi collaboration that might be on foot but sometimes you'll see like a cortez or some nikes or whatever on the mannequin um, what goes behind that thought process? I don't know if you have any insight on that, but like, why wouldn't they put an ASIC gel like 360 on that mannequin versus a whatever? Well, I, I think it goes a lot with what the stylist is because there, there's obviously like someone who, who styles the mannequins in that store. Like, certain stores have different stylists and they have different tastes, plus, they also have like, um, What's the worst? It's like a list basically of like what has to be displayed or what needs to be put out. So like if they go, okay, listen, we have this new Ame coming in, we have this new Maharishi coming in, we have this new Adder coming in, and we have seven pairs of shoes that we need displayed. Like they'll go, okay, this is whatever all the clothes look like, and these are what the shoes look like. It might be an ASIC, it might be, uh, but the ASIC might be uh, a collab of some sort, or the Nikes probably like an Air Force One or a luxury or something that Nike needs pushed. So like there's a lot of politics to that. You know what I'm saying? So like Nike goes, we want to push these 
uh, these luxury Air Force Ones. We'll give you a prime example. So luxury, we're trying to bring back Air Force One this year. So so obviously you see Supreme got an Air Force One. Travis had an Air Force One last year. Like they're pushing Air Force Ones for this revival kind of thing. Cool. So they tell all the brands that own Nike, this is what we're pushing for. Now, when you do your in-store or installs or anything like that, they want you to create your own content in using their materials. So the Air Force One Lux will be with the Adder outfit and like that'll be a small cue. So if a Nike rep, like I told you before, happens to venture into Kith. Now, you know, Nike is in New York. So there's plenty of people that work for Nike that walk into Kith on a daily basis and they take a picture and they send it to one of their higher ups. There's a Nike sitting on an, an, uh, a mannequin in Kith. Like that's the reason behind a lot of that. There's a lot of politics to it. And the other thing is like sometimes it's just a good fucking look. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So like it's just there there's there's the give and the take from that so like like i know the people that dust the mannequins and like they usually go for a little bit different of a style they're not going to give you a plain white t-shirt a pair of denim and a pair of air force ones they're going to give you uh you know a junior wanatabe fucking vest with uh whatever some other brand <laughs> soupy t-shirt and then some kind of denim that's from ralph lauren's nephew greg lauren that's 700 dollars, and then a pair of shoes you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like right. that, that's they're going to dress their mannequin because they want it to look different. They want it to look extravagant. Plus, there's a larger price point on all of those items. Do you consider people's collections like I, I've uh, I've started to like I ask you this first. Have you been watching any of these like sneaker battles? No. OK, I haven't either. Right. <laughs> not, now, not perfect, though, because like people I know are doing them and I just I, I either miss them or. I, I'm doing something else. Um, I think I've purposely done it. And and, and now in this with, with my mindset with I expect like I I just do like he pulls out a Travis Scott one. What do you got to defend that? I got an off white Air Force one. Ooh, like that's what I expect. Somebody asked me to do a sneaker battle thing. And I said I would if I did a sneaker battle, I would win and lose at the exact same time because I would pull out something that means so much more than this Travis Scott dunk uh -huh. and that has never been retroed and some people have never seen before, but it's not a Travis Scott dunk, so I'd lose. Yes, but also it's a sneaker battle. Like I've seen every sneaker you're possibly going to pull out right now. So like yes. it's going to surprise me, one. Two, I, it's a sneaker battle. If I've seen one, I've seen every single sneaker battle. So, like, for me, like, it's kind of pointless. Now, if you were to do a customized sneaker battle where it's only custom sneakers, Ooh. I'd be like, oh, well, that's something I would watch. Yeah, that so would anybody, be interesting. Anybody who does one, you're welcome for the idea because nobody – I know a million fucking customizers and not one has done a customized sneaker battle where it's only customs and you put your custom against somebody else's custom. But anyway, um, that you would be something You might want to put that together. Yeah, but, I, yeah, realistically like, – <sighs> That's a really good idea. And no, like, and nobody's. I'm like, I'm, I'm mad confused. I'm like, how do you not do a custom battle during this time to one promote your customs and two have a, a a fucking sneaker battle that nobody's seen? Holy cow! I'm not gonna lie to you. That's. I'm already interested in that. <laughs> I'm already interested That's because interesting. Every single live I've seen pop up with a sneaker battle. Hmm. I think... That way you don't have to worry about like what it means. Well, it's going to mean something to you, but at least it's it's going up against something that's in its wheelhouse. 
you know what I'm saying? Whether you change material, whether you painted it, whether it means something, whether you did it for your mom, whether you did it for your cousin, whether you did it for a sports team, like what's the detail look like? What kind of model is it? Like how much better did you make the model because you did your own custom work to it? Like there, there are a million different degrees and levels to grade a custom over a shoe that everybody's seen. Plus not everybody's seen it. I'm already interested in that. Like, I'm not even joking. I would 100% watch that because I don't watch the others because I don't want to see a bunch of people on an IG live like, ooh, he pulled out the DB3s. And then he's like, oh, I got something for that. Uh, he pulls out the Rust Pink 1s. Ooh, who do you vote for? Like, I don't. That custom Dude. battle is really smart. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good way to promote your own business. Uh, listen, they just did that Foot Locker sneaker battle thing. And I mean, listen, you got you got resellers against people. And like some of the shoes that they pulled out, I'm like, damn, that, that's a fire shoe. And like I voted for the fire shoe, not because of the person, but because of the shoe. And that person had 3%. I'm like, so, so you're going <laughs> to vote for a shoe that you've seen 300,000 times on six different people in your own sneaker circle on 3,000 Instagram accounts. Yes, you know what the shoe looks like. You've never even seen that other shoe. You don't even know what that shoe is. Even if it's a GR from 1996, who cares? It's still better than the Travis Scott one that you've seen for the past two years. Like, mm. And that's the other reason why I don't watch sneaker battles because I feel like they're all flawed. Like, it's just, it's like, oh, all right, cool. No, it's very flawed. Yeah, no, you're right. Because even like, uh, you know, even like other people have started like doing their own versions of it. And like they'll, you know, like a, um, what is it called? Like a, uh, a YouTube thumbnail, whatever that is. Yeah. And they'll black out the sneaker. And it's just like a silhouette of it. I'm like, I can tell what that is. <laughs> like, Jordan like, 1, it's a Travis. Or yes. A like, like, I already yeah. know where this is going. Like, but uh, I would tell you this, and you probably don't have the time or want to. And if anybody who does do this, if you, Mike, is cool with you taking that, feel free. But a sneaker customizer battle, that's where it's at. And I know people got, even if you got like a bespoke, that's a custom sneaker. Most people haven't seen. Cool. You could put that up. But no shoes that the general public, you got you got an MV1 that you made. Throw that up. Like, that's a custom sneaker. Like, Anything that's not an inline release that is readily available for people to buy, friends and family don't count because that's not a custom sneaker. That's a friends and family shoe that you got manufactured from someone else. Fine. But like your own customized shoe, fuck it. Enjoy. That's perfect. Yeah, I did. I had like saw a clip somebody had posted of like a sneaker battle and somebody had pulled out like, I don't know what it was, but then someone pulled out like a Ray Allen sample. And it's like, even though we don't see that often, we've all seen it. And everyone lost their minds. Like, oh my god! I'm like, you guys have seen this. Like, I mean, come on. Like, I. Yeah. You can't. You can't be impressed by the things that you know are already out there too. Like, I, I get it. Like DB4. It's like DB4 is probably one of my favorite shoes that I don't own. Um, but at the same time, if somebody pulls it out in the sneaker battle, I'm not gonna vote for it over something that is possibly better depending on what the shoe up against it is like I'm, I'm very i'm not i'm not that type of person though like i don't do that in real life if i don't like you and my, you, you you're not someone i like and you're debating someone i do like and i agree with your point i'm gonna say i agree with your point even though i don't like you like that's just how i am <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it's it, I, I don't i don't agree just to agree like it is what it is well i mean i think that goes back to like you know we talked about like community uh, you know liking people and not liking people that's like something that i think when i first if it wasn't for the podcast i would never be on instagram i would have never done it and you know 
get caught up in that stuff like really quick and i man i've separated myself from a lot like there's a lot of people that get mad that like <sighs> i don't participate in stuff like that like i don't like you know people like yo did you see what so-and-so said i'm like who the heck is that you know <laughs> like when yeah. when john told me to go watch that he said like i don't remember the name but he was like yo did you go see this thing and i said who the heck is that man come on man you ain't that cool you don't know who that is Damn, i don't i i don't want to like be involved in that like i don't know what this stuff is like no i see the ads for it and i probably have come across these people pages but like i generally don't bother with it because i see how quickly it they turn on each other everybody turns on each other off internet strangers i don't care how much you dm each other or if you've shared your cell phone number and now you text and you've grabbed a few sneakers for me you're still strangers like yeah and, and people uh, like it takes one person to say something behind someone's back or disagree with someone and now it's a thing and i'm like i can't do it listen, I'm, I'm very particular about what i say to who i say it to especially like in situations like that because you listen for anybody listening if you chill with somebody and they talk shit about someone else that you chill with, they're doing the same thing to you. One hundred percent fact. I'll just leave it at that. So, like, don't <laughs> don't be careful who you talk to about what and about who. Like, keep that shit close to the hip. And if you have to tell someone, don't repeat this. Don't even tell them the thing. I agree. Going back to what you said earlier about people not making maybe possibly enough noise about what happens for releases and stuff like that. Do you think that we expect way too much from brands? I, I think that we hold them to a higher regard. Um, uh, perfect example. Like if I know that you have it in you to be, you know, design something better or draw something better or say something better. Like I'm going to tell you like, oh, you could, you could definitely like, that was good, but there's other ways that you can do this. That's just me. Like, I just want to see you be the best that you can be. I have that respect for brands too. Like I want what I would expect from you for this dollar amount. And you know, you've been in shoes long enough to know a lot of background of like pricing and you know, right. how things happen and what goes into what. And it, it's, you know, you, you start to feel it even more. I think I more so now want more out of brands knowing what I know than I did before. So when people are like, oh yeah, how they charge us two fifty? Well, like you don't even know what the material going into it is. Like New Balance, I could understand a little bit more, but Nike when they're charging two twenty for you know a fly knit shoe, that's wild to me. You, you know what I'm saying? Like you're that that that's an eighteen dollar shoe. Where mm -hmm. where did two come from? Like those are the kind of things that that make me feel like I demand a certain level from them. I don't think it's too much. I, I think it's it's enough. Do you feel creativity is lacking in sneakers? Um, uh, on what level? Well, you know, I get a lot of flack because, you know, I think rust pinks are overrated. I think it's a, I like the shoe. I think it's fire. But, you know, the influx of Jordan 1s and stuff like that, you know, I feel like, and I, I don't know if it's even hype when it comes to a Jordan 1. Like, the tweak of a color move to a different section of the shoe people will lose their mind and like fragment ones i think fragment ones are overrated i'm sure the materials are nice and the sneaker is fire but 
shouldn't be held at such a, the regard as it is for the lightning on the back and maybe like moving the blue here and the it, am I making sense? I mean, considering I both of those shoes, a little rude. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, but I, like but they're fire. But come in retro, in retrospect to what you're saying, I I, I won. I got my fragments at retail. That's one. That's the most important thing. And the the rust pinks I got in a trade uh, for a pair of off white ones with uh, eagles. So realistically, like it's not something I had to kill myself to do to get. Um, but for those price points, if I were paying for them straight up now, I probably wouldn't do it. Um, I, I don't think that any shoe is that covetable in that range. Now, Yeezy 2, different story. We'll get into that. But, like, as far as a Jordan 1 goes, there's only so much you can do. There's, there's only, we got seven panels. Like, what are you going to do on that shoe? Like, there's nothing crazy except for Jay Balvin. I think that shoe is trash, but they're going to make that something super amazing. I don't know why. Um, trash it, is an understatement. Yeah, I, I think that is that is a travesty is what they should call it to, like, the fucking Jordan 1. <laughs> it really is. It is what it is. But that's like, why I consider. I, that's why I consider. Um, I mean, that's why. Like, I can see why a Union and an Off White one are up there. Coming. Like, they, there was stuff yeah. done to it, you know. I gotta grab a drink. Hold on. Hey, we're good. Yeah, that, that, like those two shoes, understandable, one hundred percent. Like I, I'm with that. The color change, it's it's respectable. The material change on the off white, one hundred percent respectable. But like when you're talking about just painting a different panel and adding, you know, a debossed lightning bolt, I don't think people should go wild. Hmm. And I and I only ask you that because, like I said, you know, you do put forth a lot more effort than I do other people see when it comes to like the pictures and clothes and stuff like that. And I, and I, I view you as very mindful of what you buy. Um, I, you know, like I said, fragments and rust ones, I think they're fire. I just don't know. I feel like I, I'm, I'm concerned with when are we going to get out of the, like, I don't want to say we're settling, but I feel like we're settling. Like the, the blue one that just came out what last week it's fire, I guess. I get, yeah, the fact that 100%. So, like, I, I I do the content for the Instagram shop. So, like, I get all those shoes at the house. So, like, the fours that dropped in the white with the purple, the material on them are fire. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, it made me contemplate possibly copying a pair, not because I love fours. I hate fours. They're uncomfortable as shit. But the white with the purple, I can find a fit for that. That's for damn sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Certain certain levels or certain degrees in certain shoes, like they, even even if I if, if if a shoe comes out that I don't particularly like, seat in hand and go, wow, this is a lot better than I thought it'd be, and it makes me contemplate copying. You've done your job. It's rare that that happens. Very rare, and that's because there's too many people out there that don't care. They they see a price tag and they see somebody wearing it and they go, okay, okay, I'll, I, I want those. And that's how they sell out. It, you know, listen. Uh, put it like this: You go on a date with a girl, right? And you meet up. You go, "Hey, how's it going?" She goes, "All right, let's go back to my place." So you were you were gonna buy dinner, you were gonna you were gonna go to a movie, you were gonna do all these extra things, and she said, "You don't have to." That's basically what the customer's saying. You don't have to do all those things <laughs> because we're gonna buy the product anyway. So just take our money. I feel like 
I feel like a lot of us have become really irresponsible with our, our money when it comes to sneakers. And I say that based off of like what I do see on social media. I feel like the persona that a lot of um, sneakerheads, what they're going to call it, have built has made them in their communities, amongst their friends, whomever, as the person with sneakers. And now they're willing to buy anything. Um, and I feel like that makes it bad. Like, I, 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 I have, if you're not to me willing to say, like, I see people that post and in their caption will say, I don't know how I feel about these and they're wearing them and everything. And I'm like, wait a minute, huh? Like, like, I don't know how I feel about these to me means I'm not buying them. Yes. I have, I've seen people with them on their feet with the camera posting it. Not sure how I feel about them. I mean, I like this color, but you know, mm, you, you're done. Like that was irresponsible. Did you get them? If you got them for free, then fine. I don't care what you. That's different. But if you paid for them and you put that up, that's a that's uh, huh. Says it a lot about. Yeah, it like delegitimize delegitimize. I don't know if that's a word. Lemizes your your collection. Like you can't do that. Like it 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 makes me question you as a person of quote unquote the community. I, I can I can feel you on listen there's a lot of people that are in the quote unquote community that I uh, uh, okay so I'll, I'll just keep it blunt fuck it um, <clears throat> that I have no respect for whatsoever like they, right. they and they are solid figures and I'm just you know I, I don't I'm not gonna attack you I don't really care at the end of the day because you do what you do and it is what it is if people if you have an audience for it fuck it who the fuck am I to judge you who cares but like right. I'm also a person who questions things. So like when I see someone who doesn't know how to dress or doesn't, in my perspective, doesn't know how to dress. I mean, my perspective is pretty base level. You know, if you're wearing uh, orange pants with a, you know, tie dye fucking top and sandals, like I don't think you know how to dress, but like, cool. If those tie dye <laughs> pants, uh, if the orange pants are a Greg Lauren and the, the tie dye top is fucking chrome hearts and the, the sandals you're wearing are at or at her, then fuck it. Then I guess that's what makes a great fit. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like right. just because wearing those things, like you said before with the Gucci outfit, like that doesn't make you that to me, that doesn't mean that you know how to dress. But then if you look right below in that left hand corner where it says 3000 likes, I guess it does. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm curious who the fuck is liking these posts. And then, then I have to think to myself, are they in an engagement group? Because there's plenty of those out there where people are like, oh, yeah, there's there's 60 of us in here. You know, like and comment on every single person's post when they put it up. So that way the engagement fucking tracks at the top and it gets its most exposure. Now I'm like, one, I'm not doing all that fucking work. I'm not following 60 fucking people just so I can repost their picture or tag or like or comment because that's just not me. And two, right. like how many of these people that are in here whose names I see are in other groups that do the same thing. So now like – you're building up those numbers just to there's there's so much background to all this shit that like I that I know about and I just fucking hate, which is why I put the quotation marks around community because it it's just become so tainted. Yeah, because there are and I and like you said, I can see somebody post one Travis Scott and or whatever post one and they get you know forty five likes whatever. I see somebody else post it, it's like twenty thousand and I'm like. I, I don't understand this. Like, I, I don't like, and you said like the free love, 
I am very judicial with my likes. <laughs> Are you? I am. <laughs> um, and I tried. I used to didn't be. I used to just like just keep going down. Um, but I didn't like that. I didn't really feel. Like I really didn't like it. Like. <laughs> I just did it, but I didn't really like it. Like, I have no problem looking at something. Like, I, I'll scroll through social media and I'll be like, mm, like, ah, that sucks. I'll, I'll keep scrolling. Like, and then I'll see another one and be like, mm, that's better. Like, I love liking pictures of stuff that I don't see often. I can't tap every off-white Vapor Max I see that day. I can't do it. Like, it, it goes against, to me, what I feel like I genuinely believe. Now, is it thinking way too hard about it? Most likely. Like, it's probably thinking way too hard about it. And it probably is, honestly, it's probably stupid. Listen to me, listen to me. Listen to me. There, there's nothing wrong with that. And, like, I, as much as I've, I've probably said it 300 times while we've been doing this fucking podcast, but, like, do what you want, man. Do what makes you happy. Like, if, that, if that's what makes you happy and that's your thought process, then fucking do it. Who gives a shit? Like... Me personally, if if I'm scrolling, the only thing that I don't like is like like the girl pages on my shit and like they're being like super sexual and exposing themselves, except for Lakeisha Beast, which is the photographer. He's like the only one I'll like like over sexualized photos. Otherwise, I skip over that type of stuff only because like I'm not trying to condone that. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, everything else is free game for me. Uh, that's a good point. I, I will say this. Like I never like a lot of those. One, because I don't want... I don't want to like how, how judicial I am with my likes. I would hate that I passed another uh, woman sneakerhead photo because it was just whatever. But then the girl in the Supreme underwear and bra, I liked it. Like you said, condone. I don't want you to think like, oh, you didn't like my picture of my sneaker, but her almost butt naked in the same sneaker, you you clicked it. I, yeah, I, 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 a shoe at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's, it's just a whole different degree of. I, I just think like you don't need to degrade yourself to you know get the likes on Instagram. Even though the community says otherwise on Instagram, the more the <laughs> post is, the more likes you get. Like that's cool for everyone else, but like you don't have to be like everybody else. You can be your own fucking person and still be valuable. Have you done any work with brands? Uh, yes. Uh, could you say some or no? I, I mean, like it, it depends on like consulting. I do more consulting on the back okay. end, so. So that's really what cool. what does like consulting like look like? It it really does depend on what they're asking for. Uh, very low level for me at this point. I haven't really reached out to the point where I'm like, listen, this is what I do full time because it's not. I'm not ready to do it full time because I'm still kind of where I'm at. But what I can say is this. So basically, what you do is you're going to come in and they want your perspective. Is really what you're getting paid for. Your perspective and your knowledge of whatever the respective field is. So depending on what you value yourself at and what they're willing to value you for, sadly, it does go a lot off of like your social engagement and things of that nature um, and kind of like your resume in that field. So like if you're if you've been in shoes and you've been doing stuff like you have your podcast for a long time, like your statistics hold weight. You know what I'm saying? You know that because obviously you got the go thing. But like, oh, I hate that. I, I that is my least favorite part about it. But like, luckily, I have enough people like on the back end where if I'm like, listen, they might hit you up and ask you some questions like like I have credible sources that are like, no, 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 don't worry about those numbers. Like you're, you're getting what you need to get. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, and right. also, like, 
I'm pretty honest about it too. Like, listen, I'm not going to give you, or I'm not going to tell you what I think you should be doing to compare to somebody else who's doing all the fuck shit, as I like to say, like all of that stupid Instagram stuff where it's like, Hey guys, this is my girl. And we're going to put up a sexy photo and it's going to be (laughs) going to put a shoe in it. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. That's not what I'm trying to bring to the table for you. Like what I want to do is bring back the original feel of sneakers to a sneaker store. So if I'm consulting for a shop, like it's one thing, like I'm here and what I would want to feel as a consumer and a customer is what I'm going to relay to you and your employees about what needs to be relayed in, in your own shop. And if it's on the back end of like a brand, the brand, I'm going to tell you, like, listen, you guys are, you know, you're fucking up. Like you're, you're basically, you're basically giving people what you think that they want based on Instagram. When a lot of time people don't know what they want until you give it to them. So like you, you kind of got to take a back seat for a little bit and then rebuild what you want to do and create something new and then sell it the way that they sell everything else. Do you feel like they like, listen? Uh, no. Okay. It, it also depends how much you charge them. I, I found that to be like pretty reasonable too. Like they'll, the, like, I don't want, I don't, like, I'm not here to hurt you. You know what I'm saying? Like truthfully, like it's, I'm doing it cause I want to do it. So like, I won't like bang people over the head, but the people I do bang over the head listen to be way more. I will say that. I, I, you know, I think like everybody who creates any type of content and, and this is the problem with people who create content when they go into the mindset of creating the content of being able to gain something from it other than why they actually started it. So when we started it was just because like, well, we talk all day about sneakers, we do it. And then a lot of people and I've talked to people in these and I don't want to call anybody out and I mean, I don't want to say I hate them. I'm going to say this because I know a lot of them are going to know I'm talking about them, but they'll ask like, no, they'll say, yo, I started this because I hopefully Nike hits me up and whatever. And I was like, no. And I hate to be like that. Like, like I don't think that's going to happen. Could it? Maybe. I don't think Nike's going to say, yo, we're looking for a podcast. Listen to me very carefully. The problem with those people that do it because they want or hope for negative listen the, the eventuality is it's cool if a brand hits you like for me to say like i don't want any brands to hit me up to contact me would be bullshit but right. at the same time like I started for that so like it's completely different like if i see that there's something going on in the situation or in in the system that i don't like and you guys want to ask my opinion about it that's cool i'm with that but for those people who start it because they want to gain something from it those are the people who have tainted the community because they they go to the leaps and bounds and they start these engagement groups, the engage, like, why do you have an engagement group? Think about it. Well, why are you an engagement group? Because you want more people to see your photos. It's mm. not because you care about the photo that you're putting up. Maybe I don't see photographers in engagement groups. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. I don't see what well, the designers are in engagement groups, but I highly doubt that. But like at the end of the day, sneakers is the only thing that is, that has hit me up for engagement and those porn sites, but like uh, everybody gets those. So like at the end of the day, like you get in your DM <laughs> and you like, all right, well, I don't know who this Russian lady is, but I know that this is another sneaker group that like just posted a photo and needs people to engage their content. Why? Yeah, Did well, you... every time I get those those like, hey, we have this group, and it's like, what you do is you follow all these people, then you do all this and do all that, and I'm like, ah, uh, delete. Nah, man. I look, but like, you have to think the core base of like what we're talking about right now is those people that are conforming, conforming to give those brands what they want. You're ultimately hurting that brand by not telling them the truth. That's the problem. 
People don't want to be honest because they think in return they're going to get shunned. Oh, they're never going to pick. When people write things like, oh, Nike really fucked up on this raffle. Guess I'm never winning another shoe again. Like, you think Nike's looking for your email or your Instagram handle to ban you from winning a shoe? No, they don't give a fuck. But in that same regard, when you go on there thinking that telling them, hey, this is the greatest shoe I've ever seen, and they took 30 minutes to put it together, what are you telling? You're sending them the wrong signals. Like, that's not how we build better shoes. That's not how we build a better company. It's not how we get what we want from a brand. Like, And see, that's where I, I, I always want to make sure that uh, with our content that we create, we, we stay firm in that because I will never – I have no problem – actually nobody we have no problem discussing how we actually feel about something and i look at it as like like i said not a not a negative thing but it's like man why did why did you do this like why did you put this material on this why did you do you know whatever and i look at it in the aspect of like this could be better just like you said um but i do feel like that's a very good point that you made that it taints the community when people are looking to be in it to gain something from it like there are a lot of people who are very excited and very happy to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on stan socks in the hopes that hopefully stan socks will send me some free stan socks <laughs> and i'm I mean, like and i'm like well they really don't need you to send you stan socks because you already buy them you buy them non-stop you it's no need I'm going to put it to you like this. So, like, I was in a focus group not too long ago. Uh, it's a Nike focus group, whatever. Okay. And, uh, it turns out it wasn't just a focus group. It was, like, a couple of, like, whatever, important people that do shit. So we, we were going in a room, and they were talking about collaborations, and they were about to say something about the Supreme collaboration, and the guy turned to me and goes, well, I know you don't like them already. Uh, and obviously it's because he watches the content that I put out. Now, mm-hmm. like, Surprise! Like I know him, I know the person. I didn't know he watched the show like that, whatever. And I was like, "Listen, man. At the end of the day, like I, I broke it down. Why? Because like on the show, like I didn't get into like deep detail. I was like, listen, it's just something we didn't need. So he was like, I, I'm just curious why you know we didn't need to do that. And like you know, I, I spilled the beans. I was like, listen, man, it's, it's an all white Air Force One, and like the hype that it creates, you could have did that with any other store." And maybe giving them a little bit more shine or brought attention to a smaller store that needs it as opposed to Supreme. You know what I'm saying? But like it was a different kind of grab and people gravitate towards it as something that was necessary. Now, if they would have did that with a smaller store and a smaller number and brought attention to a shop that, you know, is a mom and pop or something that's up and coming. I think that would have been better for the community and the culture than stamping it on somebody who's already done it now i get that supreme has air force ones in the past they could have did something wild and extravagant they could have they could have put throw up on a shoe and people would have bought it because it was supreme and then kept that basic stuff for a smaller store because it's still simple and clean like there there's there's levels to how you can engage but you know that's just me and how i think about it but it to to that point like i'm honest about how i feel and like as as small as my platform is like i know they're listening so like i guess that's a good thing Oh, yeah, like, I, I definitely, like, you know, somebody from Nike and, you know, other brands have reached out and said, like, they do listen to our show and they're happy with to listen to it. I mean, that was kind of like the thing with Goat. Like, Goat told me that, look, like, everyone is listening to everyone. And they were like, we're not just talking about you guys. There are people in these companies that specific job is to listen to to this stuff. And I said, well, that's kind of a good thing. It's a good thing and a bad thing. I said, you know, I, 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 I like to know that, but 
with the content and the information and our opinions and stuff that we put out there, it's almost like, what do I actually need you for? Every single week, you're going to tell me what you're thinking, what we should have did. I get all my focus group material from just listening to your show every week. Which is why I keep it kind of simple. Not because hmm. I want them to ask more questions, but because I, as you could tell from the, the, the sneaker battle comment, about doing a customized one. Like I, I, I think about this stuff too much as it is. <laughs> and I'm always just jotting down ideas for things that I can do or people can do. I don't tell people like, I know a couple of customizers that should be doing this already, but like I give them free advice from time to time and they don't listen. So I, 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 I think it's more responsible for me not to poison my own state of mind by continually giving people advice that they don't listen to and it pissing me off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's like, what makes me mad. I, I don't like to give you solid sound information from, I, I mean, listen, I'm not the, the fucking final voice on sneakers, but like I know a little bit about a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Right. So if, if I'm telling you like this isn't going to work for you and this is what you should be doing, even if you don't want to do it, test it. What's the worst thing that can happen? It doesn't work and you test something else. At least you know that don't work. But if you're not, if you're going to make me waste my time talking to you and telling you what you can do and showing you things you can do and giving you projections and you do none of it, fuck it. I'm good. And that's, that's why that's even with like creating content. Like when people have like come to me and ask me about like how to start a podcast, things like that, whatever, I give them the layout of the programs I use, the everything that I use to make sure that it sounds just as good as possible. I tell them, you know, explore the option of uh, studios in your neighborhood, whatever the case may be to do things. And then they don't do it. It drives me absolutely nuts. There was these guys and, I, you know, I don't know if they're going to do it or not. There's these guys that were out in the UK and they wanted to start a podcast. They wanted to start a podcast to focus on New Balance's, Diodora's, Asics, the trainers and the European uh sneaker culture which is something that is a little bit lacking you know there are areas that are excellent there's a show called the panel um they're like out of the state out of europe and really good guys i love their show it's good content and it's something a little different i have been like working with these other two guys on their podcast i'm talking for almost a year now hey man what are you gonna do oh you know what yeah well, we'll get to oh you know what yeah, we thought about that. I said, yo, it's only $35 for this program. You paid $35 one time. You just bought this sneaker for $230. You can stop this week. They don't really want to do it. They don't really want to do it. And they haven't. I, I'm going to tell you something right now. If there's one thing that, like, the first thing I tell people when they're like, well, you know, I'm worried about this and I'm worried about that. I'm like, don't worry about it. Just just put something down on paper. Put something down on video. Get a video done. Just do one. Do one. Just Even do if one. Minute. Three minutes, six minutes, three hours. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> Do one. And this is and why I like talking to you because I can tell that you appreciate the amount of work and the content that you put out. Like, I, like, we're at, we haven't done our 200th episode yet, but we're at 199. And it's not about, like, man, recording and talking for almost 200 episodes. It makes me feel so good inside because. You know you got the friends. You know how we, we are. We get together. Yo, we need to do something. We need to start something. We need to make money. We need to start a business. And none of us actually ever do it. But sitting down and saying, I want to start a podcast. I could have easily been like, yeah, I want to start a podcast. And that was it. Nothing. But I actually did it. Like, it's not, it feels good to do something from scratch and like continue with it. And people don't find the value in that. It's difficult. It's difficult for people to even understand I find that a lot of people that don't have the will to do what they want to do 
always, always, always have something to say about what you're doing. So always. it is, it is what I like. I'm, I've gotten over that hump in that hill. It is what it is. Like at the end of the day, I, no matter what I do in my life, but when I decided to start taking fucking pictures, I was like, I want to take pictures. I went and bought a bullshit camera. I took some pictures. I was like, you know what? I want to learn how to shoot for real. So I went took a class and then I just took it from there and I just kept doing it. And it's just something that that's the type of person I am. When I want to learn to do something, I go and do it. Like, and so when people ask me like, how do I do this? Or how do I do this? I said, listen, just go, just go do it. Figure it out on your fucking way. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be perfect the first time you do it. Once you get that idea that it doesn't have to be perfect the first time, you're you're winning already. One hundred percent. And like I even get that when I go back and listen to like our first episodes, I'm like, oh my god, this was awful. But Oof. you grow and you learn, and everything like you said, like the editing, all that stuff. I never knew how to do any of that. I literally learned how to do it. I just <laughs> took time out of my day, and that's why I tell people. Just take time out of your day to mess around with it. Like this is yours. Like I did. I didn't take a class. I know I watched some YouTube videos, but then I opened up the program and I just started clicking stuff. I recorded my voice and then I started clicking stuff. Oh shoot, that's how you cut that. Oh, that's how you silence that. Oh, that's how you make the voice sound different. Oh, that's how you raise the volume. It's easy to do it, but like you said, you just got to do one and you got to keep going. You got to fill something with it. You know. I, it's it's, it's kind of crazy. Uh, I got a question for you. During quarantine, have you cut any people off? Um, you know what's funny? During quarantine, I've actually made more friends. <laughs> <laughs> I've like, I, I've learned that like quarantine has made me kind of capture and embody the people who are actually trying to push and strive from the people who aren't. Um, I will tell you this, like, um when it comes to like dms and you know people that like live in other states that listen to the show and stuff like that it was really difficult and hard for me to like respond to people or get back to people or engage in just general conversations because the daily routine is so hard and i don't got to tell you this you're in new york i mean god get from a to b in new york feels like eternity okay but like my mindset of like my, my process of like waking up so early to get to my actual nine to five, then dealing with everybody at my nine to five and then coming home and dealing with my kids and wife and everybody. I don't have the time to like chit chat. What do you think about the new Ben and yeah. Jerry dunk? I just didn't have the time for it. Now that I've cut out that difficult routine of everything, man, like I'm finding myself in like 15, 20 minute conversations through DM or text like, yo, it was crazy this happened or or what you think about this sneaker or did you watch that show what what you think about the documentary i'm having these conversations my concern is once things go back to normal i won't have these conversations with anybody anymore well you, you so like i i find time management is like crucial so like for me obviously you're driving to and from so like you can't do shit for that to and fro on your phone but like right. any right. other time in between like my travel time because i take like public transport well, i won't be taking it after this shit um public <laughs> transportation like i would be basically on my phone and going through my dms if i needed to post a picture if i needed to edit something real quick if i needed to have a conversation with people if i wanted to check the dm that would be all my travel time so that way like when i'm out and i'm around other people in a public setting where i need to like engage i'm not looking at my phone right that's the more important thing because like I mean, realistically, like social media could take over your life. You see all these like movies and videos and fucking TV, but whatever you watch, like people who are on their phones, they make a joke out of it. Like five people are sitting at the table and they're all looking at their phones. Like that's not how I want it. You know what I'm saying? Like if, 
you know, you're out and like everybody's on their phone. I guess I'll be on my phone. But like I usually make a joke like, oh, I guess I'm going on my phone, you know, just right. uh, well, no, like this is what I want to do. But I guess if we're all doing it, I'll do it, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I had I had got to the point to where I started leaving my phone in the car. Ooh. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that was the thing. And now but that's where like that anxiety comes from, like when you because like when you create content you deal with so many different personalities and you still deal with the understanding of like missing out on something so i used to get like i feel okay let me put this way there are some people that will like dm like questions or stuff or conversations and i would never get back to them and then they'll dm me one day and be like yo you never write back like yo that's kind of messed up like i you know and I'm like, oh, man, you know, I'm sorry I'm doing with this. Or, man, sometimes people will, like, send an email. I mean, the longest messages ever. This one guy's in the military, and he, like, catches a podcast when he's, like, on a ship or something. And and I get it. He probably doesn't engage in much conversation with anybody else about sneakers and stuff. So, he like, he has to spill his guts in emails to me. And I love it. But I don't have time to get to it sometimes. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's hard, man. No, nah, it is, and and I, I and I, you know, it's it's that process. But like you said, like I hate being that's like, hey, it's my birthday tonight. Let's go out for my birthday. Cool. And we're in this loud place with lasers and lights and smoke, and we're all sitting in this table that we paid like two thousand dollars for, and we're all looking at our phone, texting each other, texting each other. Yeah, you know what's crazy that, is like some people. I'll be with some people that are texting about somebody else at the party. Like, yo, oh, you see what she you see what she said? I'm like, yo, she's right there. Yeah, I, I'm also not good at that either because I'll be the first motherfucker. If you tell me something about somebody and we're all in the same room, I'd be like, yo, he just said that you thought that this was a horrible idea. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I, I, yeah, I, I grew up. I'm, I'm, I'm an adult now. Like, I'm not, I'm not in the middle of anybody's beef. I'm not getting in the middle of your tit and tatting, and don't use me as a way to try and leverage a conversation as somebody else, because I will air your shit the fuck out. I don't care. Oh, I ain't telling you no secrets. I, I, yo, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a secret teller, but like, if you tell me something about you, that's about you. Like, If someone tells me, if you tell me something about someone else, first, I'll never tell you shit. Uh, two, <laughs> it's not for me to tell. You know what I'm saying? When people tell me things... Unless you go, yo, go ahead, tell them, tell them, or say something to them. I, I'm not saying anything. Like, so if you expect it to be a telephone game with me, it's like hitting a dead ball. You hit that motherfucker, drops to the floor. That's where it ends, right there. Boom. It ain't going nowhere else. <laughs> right on. Um, I don't have anything else to talk about. I don't know if you realize it. We're almost at three hours. Uh, oh yeah, the timer's right there. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much time left you have, but did you want to do our top ten? Uh, honestly, the top uh, the top ten I just did was like the top ten for me this year. I didn't do like non Nike because honestly, like Nike's been killing it. Okay. I, I just I just threw a whole bunch of shoes on there that I, even stuff I didn't cop that like I was like hmm kind of fire. Oh okay, cool then. I mean, I, I had built one without Nike and all that, but I could do mine top. Yeah, I could do like what what could you possibly have on there? What? I'm I'm just curious. I did build a list with non Nike and Adidas on it because. I, I will tell you this, like, and and I really love, and I don't know how you feel about them. I love the New Balance three twenty sevens. Really, you don't? I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying, really, I didn't see that coming. It was very. I was surprised. I was very surprised to hear you say that. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I 
picked up a pair from uh, sneakers and stuff. And I tried for other ones. I tried for the Casablancas and stuff like that, but I just can't get my hands on those. That um, it, it, it looks like maybe I just have to see them in hand. I I really because somebody asked me and I was like, you know what? The multicolor is kind of cool. The woman's joint was fire, but like something about their shoe is just weird to me. It's a little weird. Uh, <laughs> it, it's definitely better when you put it on foot. Okay. That makes me feel better. It depends on the pictures that you see on it. Now, like you, I'll tell you this. Like, throw together a fit and some good pictures on it, you'll definitely appreciate it. Hmm. So, colors are fire. So, what else on your list? What else you got? Well, okay. So, I'm just going to go through my list. And so, actually, I'm not going to put these in order. I'm just going to say them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I really liked the Vans, the era California with the Paisley. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, those are no. It's a van. Anything with a van, you know, vans have kind of always been like a kind of like an open open canvas when it comes yeah. to like collaborations and stuff like that. You really can't mess up a van. Now, hmm. if they would have put, if they would have just made the van and then put the paisley on top, it probably would have just been regular. But they added the California on the on the midsole with the palm trees and the stuff all around it makes you a little sad because we can't go to the beach and stuff like that but the beach on your feet though yeah i mean it gives you that feeling but i love vans for myself out here because like i i had told kixie i said when i wear vans and stuff it makes me feel good it means i'm in a good mood when i have vans and stuff like that i'm just going yeah going with the flow kind of feel yeah it's just chilling uh like i said i did mention the new balance 327 love it uh, it does remind me of a Sakai, a little bit waffle. Uh, I think that's kind of why I originally liked it. It's something different. I feel like New Balance, when it comes to design-wise, the, the 327 is a brand new design, right? Yes. Okay. I feel like they need more of that. I need more new designs, you know, to appreciate because a 997, 999s, all that, I love those. Those will never go out of style. 997, you know, all this, I love them. But something new it can open it up. And I, and I I can't wait to see if anybody does a collaboration with this model. Well, I'm, I'm happy because I was at a focus group like probably like two years ago and they showed us a whole bunch of models. And uh, I was not impressed. I was like, they, they were doing all that welded technology. And the models were very like athletic and fucking just like tapered and tight looking. I was like, this is a new balance. So like I complained the entire time, but whatever. And to see like this is something that they innovated with, I'm very pleased. Like it, it's it's nice that they're using a little bit of material. They're losing a, a little bit of innovation and they're keeping it like kind of close to the hip when it comes to material. Like I like it. Like it's, it doesn't look like a bad shoe. I just didn't – I haven't seen it in hand and that's hard for me because like I'm, I'm very much like a touch feel kind of person. Uh, I also have the New Balance, the RC 1300 Tokyo design. Okay. All right. I, I like those a lot. I mean, I like Just, it's, it's clean, though. Yeah, it's clean. I mean, I really don't see how you – like, there's certain models of New Balance. I, I don't, how can you mess it up? Like a 997, you know, 1300, like, yeah. you could put weird materials on it. You can get really, you know, stagnant with the color. I think that's what I, I hear a lot of people that I know personally – they say that all New Balances look the same. Well, I mean, you could look at it with like an NB1. Uh, realistically, like those clean, crisp kind of tone feeling sneakers all do well for New Balance. So like realistically, like you can't stray that far off, especially in the 900 series. Like the 1500, you get a couple different crazy colors. You'll do black, 
pink. You can do blues in there. And it's right. just because paneling's different. But like the 998, 997, like the most popular ones, I think, are probably like Concepts Rose, all pink. Oh, um, yeah. uh, the other one that they did, the, the New York pair with the, with the mint, also Concepts. I think Concepts puts the best 998s out. But like they, and the 997, like they, they literally are all one color. Yeah. And that's why, like, when we talked to, uh, we had Dion on the podcast, you know, from Concepts and, when he gave us the explanation of like the concepts that they went with that, um, it adds to it. Like a lot of people, I will tell you this, starting to wear pink sneakers, it started with New Balance. That's when I had like really started like getting into my pink and pastel bag. Like it wasn't with Nike and all that. Uh, typically those colors were reserved for the women's sneakers a lot. I remember the I had a Pumas back in like 01. And they had, it was, they were like all white and the, the little Puma little side signature shit was pink and I had an iridescent pair also and they had one was iridescent like purple and like all these colors and the other one was just pink I used to wear the shit out them things but like <laughs> like Nike didn't really put out like unless it was like a women's sneaker like it wasn't you know to that right. and that was why like when like you know I love like like you had brought up the concepts like when Dion explained to us like everyone thought that blue pair that that teal was like Statue of Liberty and when he told us it was, you know, because of Tiffany's when they made the badge for the first officer killed in the line of duty, I was like, oh, man, that makes it even more special. So I got love stories like that. Yeah, I, I, honestly, like the concept does the best job when it comes to those kinds of things. 100%. At least not so much, but like when it comes to like their designs and shit fire. It's the thought process that goes behind it. Yeah. Uh, I do like the ASIC Gel i5 that we talked about earlier. The what is it? Is it Joe? 2020 the the you talk about the um the Olympic Gelite, ones or the, or the other one the gel i5 that has like the gold gradient in the back and uh it's like a off-whitish color and it has like the like chinese symbols in the back i think it's for the olympics i don't know i'm gonna tell you right now because i'm looking at it because you had posted it in your story that's the first time i had seen it well which one is that because i post a lot of asics in my story it was a ASIC Gel Light 5 JO 2020, I think. Let me find it. What else it's you not... got? In the meantime. Um, I also have, I don't know if you follow uh, FBCC or his um, brand, Saya. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. But his Culture Vultures. I actually got a pair of them, and it's such a really good sneaker. Um. The fit of it is phenomenal, and it's pink, and the fact that, like, you can walk outside with it and it changes colors to purple, I think is great. Like, <laughs> I think it's very creative. I think it's a really good sneaker. I think it's right on the right track of, like, you know, supporting new brands and stuff like that. You know, sometimes you can, like, support some brand and stuff gets a little weird, but no, it's quality. It's the second pair of sneakers I bought from him. It's quality all the way. Only issue with, you know, people have with this brand is that, like, he does a lot of pre-order stuff, and it does take a long time to get, but it's a process. Yeah, but, I mean, like, I, I do pre-orders, too. I know the deal, man. Fuck that. Like, it is what it is at that point, especially if the, if you can buy something from someone and pre-order it and respect that they're going to get that product to you because you trust the work that they're doing, then just let them do their thing. That's the one thing. about that. How does that work for you, pre-orders? Huh. It's it, it, it's weird. Like honestly, I don't want to make merch as it is. Like, not gonna lie to you. 
I, it's not that I don't want to make merch. I just like making shit for myself. That goes back to having <laughs> the one thing that nobody else has. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. plus it's like my logo and I like the way it looks on stuff. So like, I like to make stuff for myself. Just so happens at the shop that I do like some some stuff for, they have like an embroidery machine, they have a couple of things in there. So I make a lot of samples. So then I'll post the samples up and then people like want it. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. All right, I guess I'll put this up for sale. And like, I'm not going to half ass it. So like, I do like a whole like rollout. I do like a thing and I take photos. Right. I do all this extra shit. But I also don't want to make a lot. Cause like I've done merch in the past where I just did t-shirts and like it's $1,500 for all the shirts. And then you sell six of them or you sell 25 of them or you sell 50, like you're like, you're not going to make your money back. So like for me, like I would rather make the product the best I can make it in the quantities that it needs to be made. You know what I'm saying? So like right. what happens, like I'll put the order in and nine times out of 10, like I'll have like a decent amount of the, the product already. It just won't have anything on it. So then I just have to get it produced. So like there, it's it's a little bit more expensive because I'm doing smaller quantities, but like whatever it is, what it is, you know what I'm saying. So, and it's easier. Yeah. Uh, plus, like I don't with, I don't have a mansion. I don't live in a mansion. I live in New York, so like I can't keep sixty boxes of apparel in my house. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. I have to do it that way. And see, with uh, like with us, like I I fought making something, um, forever. I mean, I didn't make. Our first hat was just a blue hat, represent the Dodgers, represent California, because George and I are from there. And it, I, I wanted to make sure that what I would put out, I would wear. Like, I hate when like you try to be supportive of somebody for whatever reason, and then you get it, and you're like, God, this sucks. Like, and I've made that mistake at a lot of like dunk exchanges and sneaker cons and stuff, where it's like, Hey, we make these shirts, and you're like, Oh, okay, and you give them your thirty bucks, and you're like. God, this sucks. Like you son of a bitch. Yeah, it's like man, like their concept is cool, but this sucks. Um, but you know, I never did pre-orders. Like I would just make a certain amount, and we've sold out of like both of our hats. Like, but like because I have that fear of like making a certain amount and then nobody wants it. But then I end up getting into the issue with like, dang, you don't have any more. And then people are like, why don't you do a pre-order? But I'm like. I hate waiting for pre-orders. I would never want to do that to somebody. I mean, but if, if you're if you're transparent about it, it's not as terrible. Plus, I learned to do my pre-order, like, with enough time to not stress myself out. Like, the Easter hoodie fucked me up. Like, it really, like, it threw me for a loop. Because, one, like, I did the pre-order, and then the hoodies were out. They were sold out. So then I had to call the manufacturer. I had to call a different manufacturer. I had to find another manufacturer. It cost me bad money to get the hoodies. Like, it was it was like a whole thing. And then finally, like, everything was in place, and then Corona hit. So, like, they were only able to do three of the colors. So, like, next week I'm able to get the last color done. So I sent everybody free T-shirts from the T-shirt that I just did. Like, like every, if you ordered the color I didn't get done yet, I sent you a complimentary T-shirt because, like, that's how I would want to be treated. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I know you're waiting. You could either got the return. I would have been happy to return your money. That's fine. But since you didn't take the return, here's a free T-shirt. So, like, I, I, like, rewarded you for not taking the return, basically. But, like, if that was me, that's how I would want to be treated in that situation. So, like. Yeah, I like that. It's 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 definitely, like, a tricky. It's a slippery slope. I will say that. Uh, another one I have on my list we talked about earlier was the ASIC gel, um, the 360, that olive with the pink sole. 360 olive with the pink sole. The like, like bright pink bubbles. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. It's, uh, there, there are two colors in that. In that, um, it was the olive with the green, and then there was that pair. It's from the same same collection. I know which one you're talking about now. Yeah, and uh, 
I got that from you. Like, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about now. I would have never looked at that sneaker and thought, yeah, but that color block something fire, else. though. Extremely fire. But you know what would happen if I would have seen that in stores? If I would have seen it somewhere else? If I would have never, I saw it on you first, like G- from a photo. You post. Talk about the GMBH joints. The gel, uh, yeah, the yeah, gel, yeah. The gel Nandi. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. So I saw that pair on you first or photos on your page, whatever it was. And if I would have seen that sneaker in store first or even just on a feed or on a shelf or whatever, I would have thought, dang, another brand should have used those colors. If this was on a, <laughs> on a New Balance or on a Nike or something, oh, my God, this would be crazy. I would have thought that because the shoe doesn't come off as something that you can wear casually. It comes off as something of a much older person would wear on a daily basis what throws it off for the much older person is the colors so when i saw you made something work with it with those colors i said ah oh, man that joint is fire so honestly like the asics is is weird man they, they can really do some shit <laughs> and i get mad because i talked to i talked like one of my boys like whatever like they, they they have the potential to do a lot more than they do and it just it like drives me crazy because I'm like, you guys have it, like it's there. But what what what's the hold? What is it? I think I think there's like a cultural barrier. Um, obviously, they're not based here, uh, so like it, it's it's a little different. Like what their goals are are different than what you know we would expect from them. You know what I'm saying? So like after like the five year joint um, with Ronnie, like that was like the end of Asics, like doing gel light threes for a little bit. Plus, they were also doing a lot of like inline stuff that people didn't ask for. Like I tell this to brands all the time. Like when I talk to them, I'm like, listen, social media is there. If you can feed through all the trolls, there's a lot of viable content there. And like people are telling you what they want. Like they're telling you straight up. And if you're right. not listening, then you're you're wasting your time here. Like that that's really what it is. And like nobody was asking them for what they were putting out, and people were actually complaining about it and they just didn't listen. And yeah. now they're starting to listen, so like it's good. Um, another one I also have is the Reebok question, Eric Emmanuel Pinkto. Now, let me tell you something. Questions. Uh, I love questions. Um, but I loved questions about, you know, 15 years ago. Uh, one thing I love Reebok, but one thing with Reebok is they act like the question is the only. Shoot Iris, the yeah. Like they act like there's never been another Iverson or another Reebok on earth. Now, the reason why I do like this one is because I do like the pink toe. And then I yeah. said to myself, why wasn't there a pink toe about 10 years ago? Like, what was the holdup on that? You know, uh, but I like it. Would I buy it? Absolutely not. Because Reebok questions are actual boots. Like, there's just no way I could wear that nowadays. That's fair. Um, I also got these ones that came out yesterday. They came out overseas, and I was surprised at how good they look. But it's the Ruse, the Kangaroos Runaway 001. Uh-huh. Them joints are clean. They call locking this fire. It's just nice, simple clean. Like them joints are That's are super beige, fire. Right? Is that the beige white pair you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the last two I have, I have the Puma Sky Dreamer, which I think this one is part of the J Cole thing or whatever. Uh, it's it's way too high on the ankle, but I appreciate Puma trying their best to you know to make some of their classic models a little bit more modern to this day. Um, wearing Velcro straps way past your ankle is just not. It just makes me, makes me feel way more athletic than I need to feel. 
especially at this age of my life. Yeah, you know, like it feels like I should be doing more when I'm wearing them. I shouldn't just be walking. I, I should be, you know, posting up. I should be on the block trying to get a rebound. Like I shouldn't be just trying to get down the street. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I have this conversation too a lot with like when I'm talking like brand wise and stuff. And I look at a shoe like they did. The, um, I sat in a focus group. I don't know however long ago it was, um, and it was for the 720 like basketball joint that they did. I was like, listen, if you did it and you blocked it and you added some material to it, it would be like a fashion runway type of sneaker where I could see like somebody wearing a long black dress and this. That's like their sneaker with a weird belt. Like like they're fashion shoes. They're not like you're making them for one thing, but they're going to be worn for something else. So why don't you just make it for that something else? Yeah, I I mean, that that's where we get like, I don't know the goal when you say with these brands, like, because I, I have to try to like separate myself because I don't know where they make the most money for a lot of these brands. So when I get angry that like, this is too athletic, for all I know, they're making their all their money from the athletic side of it. I can only give my opinion from like, just chilling. Yeah. So it's like when you said about the New Balance, you did that focus group and a lot of their stuff was athletic and welded and all that. I don't feel like I can wear that with this fit, but they're not focused on man posted up with fit. They're yeah. focused on runner. It's like the 10 June shit with Nike like two years ago. They were like, it was the gold Jordan one. <laughs> Meanwhile, like 10 June made the most money for them. So like realistically, like – it's just another division that they're paying attention to. But at the end of the day, you know, it's not really what's pulling in all of the cash, you know? Right. Uh, and the last one that I have on my list is a uh, Converse Pro Leather 2000s Bison. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's like all brown, cool. really extremely good material. It looks nice. Like, I like it a lot. A lot of people won't know what it is, but I love it. I'm going to take a look at it real quick. Yeah, you know, and I'm going to tell you this, and I will admit this, and people know how I feel about uh, P.J. Tucker. Huh? His boot thing? Uh, I mean, yeah. Huh. I'll tell you this. I saw P.J. Tucker wearing it, getting off an airplane, and I thought it was fire. People know that I don't really... Not that I don't care for P.J. Tucker. I just don't care for the, like, prestige and notoriety he gets from, I mean, being rich, to tell the truth. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just drives me crazy. Yeah, it drives me absolutely nuts. But I did see him wearing those, and I thought, okay, I could do something with it. You know, I enjoy seeing, you know, a long trench coat with something like that. Like, there's a lot of things that you could do with it. So I appreciate them. Am I gonna buy them? I don't know. It, it doesn't get cold enough. I live in Arizona. Like, I'll be able to wear those for four weeks, and then it's in my closet. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like uh, sometimes we buy things because we just like the way they look. <laughs> yeah, I would have to travel somewhere to wear them. Yeah, I just I just sent you a picture. I like back to the construction thing. I used to wear like Red Wing boots, and that's what those remind me of. <laughs> exactly what they remind me of. Ooh, these uh, Asics you just sent are fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that those are the ones I thought you were talking about. I was like, wait, and then I realized you were talking about the GMBH joints. Yeah, I never seen these ones. And see, yeah, this that... is a this is something a fit. Makes you say, like, ooh, I could wear that with the fit. Yeah. Honestly, mint is, I have a real, like, problem with mint and pink. Like, I, if, if a mint shoe comes out, I'm like, I might have to buy that. Like, I don't even know why. I just have to buy it. I've ever, I looked at my closet and my color scheme. I'm like, god damn it. I got to stop buying mint. And then a mint shoe comes out. I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to top those. 
Well, see, that's what happens with like New Balances and stuff like that. That's why I got so in love with New Balance was like the mints, the rose colors, the pinks, the, you know, all those, the teals, the Tiffany colors. I got so enthralled in those where I was like, I got to the point to where now I can't buy any more pink sneakers because all my New Balances are pink. Like even if it was a pink Nike or something, I was like, no, I got too many pink New Balances that I don't wear as much as I should. I don't need a pink Vapormax or whatever. I think the good thing about that is, is that you can act, I'm actually, I look to my left and I have a pair of pink Deodoras and right above it, another pair of pink Deodoras, but they're like two different hues. Uh, you can, you, you can match it. You can match it because not all pinks that you buy like top or like whatever are the same pink anyway. So you'll have a sneaker that matches perfectly at some point if you just keep buying different pinks. Yeah. I felt like, I felt like I was getting to the point to where, um, all the pinks were the same. Oh, that's not, yeah, that's not good. That's definitely not good. And yeah. I was buying too many of the pink on the same model. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, You got to you you pull back a little bit. So what you got on your list, Mike? Oh, Jesus Christ. It's all Nikes. Huh? <laughs> you no. know, I'm very surprised that I you got, uh, have it's not, it's not surprising because the thing about it is that most people don't realize is that I like shoes. I like shoes enough to admit that, like, you know what? That it's a fire shoe no matter what brand makes it. So it is what it is, you know? Uh, I got the DMPs on there. DMPs, I think, definitely probably one of the best shoes to drop this year. I'm not going to say the best. I got the the Speardon Cage 2 joints from Stussy. Okay, let me me tell you this. I thought those sucked, okay? Now, when I seen some of the colorways after that, I was like, dang, it's actually not that bad. It's kind of fire. And then it made me go back and appreciate the Stussy ones a little bit more. So about that, I will probably never buy a Stussy or actually a Spiridon Cage 2. I'm not going to buy another one with the material from the Stussy, that beige pair that I did get. Again, only because it makes your foot look super weird because there's no restriction on the upper area. I did a review and I almost didn't want to put it out because I was like, damn, I'm talking mad shit about this shoe and I like it. So like I left it alone. (laughs) But like it just – it looks mad weird. Like looking down at it, I'm like, damn, I hate this shoe. So like I'm like – all right, let me let me get one that doesn't have this kind of material, and then I'll make a real assumption or a real video about it. Uh, next up, I got the Melody Ashani, the uh, the Air Jordan joints, the black and the red. I think she killed Fire. the color on it. Fantastic. Um, I, I was going to try and cop because it does go to my size range, but I left it alone because I didn't really care too much, but I thought it was dope. Uh, obviously, the UNC3s. Uh, also, surprisingly, uh, I got the Just Dons in there from um, – the Air Force One that uh, the Air Force High that he had that was the so, best release of All Star Weekend. I, I think by far. I have the original pair. Uh, I don't think a lot of people do, so I was a little upset that I couldn't get my hands on the blue pair because nobody gave a fuck about the white pair. But we'll leave that alone. Um, <laughs> Dunk Low Plum obviously re-released, but like I think that right. was definitely one of the better shoes of this year as well. Uh, the pastels we spoke about, the Volts obviously, uh, and I got the the nine nine two. The Mita Asics that also dropped, the ones I wore recently with the chillin' t-shirt, the white with the red toe box. Oh, uh, you like those? Fire, fire. I, hate, know, the, I, I hate the pull tab in the back. I wasn't sold on them. I'm not going to lie to you. I got them, and I was like, the construction, material, and up close, the shoe is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Like, I, mm. I was pleasantly surprised, like, taken back by how much I liked it once I got it in hand. I was like, oh, you know, I have the other one. I have the original. I have the re-release. Fuck it. But fire. Um, also, I put these on here 
for the simple fact that one LSE I don't think gets enough shine. But my boy, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him, King of Trainers, uh, Franklin Botang. Okay, so I just, I, I was just, uh, shout out to the homie, uh, Andy Todd, um, I think that's his name. He lives in the UK, and he put me on to a Soul Seeker film about European uh, sneaker culture. And I watched it on Amazon Prime, and King of Trainer guy was on there, and I just started following him the day before yesterday. Yeah, Franklin, super cool dude. Him and uh, him on the word on the feet, Chris, both super cool dudes. I've like been out to London, met them, chilled, hung out like for years. Now I know them. Uh, he did a collab with Ellisey, uh, 1995. Uh, one is like a, a light blue, and one's a dark blue. They're gonna be dropping in autumn. He did like they did like a small run for like I guess like him and close friends. The shoes fire. The material looks like super dope. I thought it was really cool that the brand reached out to like an actual person in. I, I hate saying it in sneakers and um they they actually decided to put it out as a mass production too so like it's definitely not just for the support because it's not just a support thing at this point like he put out a good shoe because a lot of people put out shoes that don't deserve to put out shoes facts and that's uh that's my list i like that list um I'm just like starting to get familiar with like King of Trainers and I did see him like talk about like it was like back in February where I think it was February where he said like, you know, announcement about uh, working with them. So uh, I haven't seen the shoe yet, but I'm definitely want to see uh, what it looks like. It's, uh, it's actually up on LSE's page. They put it they put it up. It's pretty far down. It's probably like earlier in the year. Um, but what they're doing is in autumn. They're going to put it out as like a uh, as a full drop. So. Okay. Should be doing well, it. Um, I don't have anything else, Mike. I appreciate you coming on here talking to me for this long. Oh yeah, uh, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like you know I, I had moved to like doing episodes in the closet because I did want to keep you know the show going. Like I don't know, like we we talk about the attention of sneakerheads, and it's like you don't do something for like a week or two, and they're like, "Well, that's it. Move on to the next one." You know? Yeah, I'm curious. I'm I'm doing like a uh, a test right now. As soon as we come back, I'll see how it goes. <laughs> uh yeah well i can tell you this like with like the the format and how you guys set up your show there hasn't been anybody during this time who's come up with anything better like <laughs> not even close to better like i'm actually embarrassed by some of the stuff i see yeah it's that that's like i'm i'm, I'm kind of hoping somebody does truthfully like i'm, I'm hoping <laughs> that like somebody comes up with something like, i already have ideas like i already like know what i want to do for like the next revamp of it but like i'm curious to see if like if it's necessary or if i could just do what nike does and keep it basic you know and not do any improvements <laughs> i think you guys could you guys have a really good following and like you guys shows are really good and you know you guys chemistry is great and chemistry is a, is a, is a big deal when it comes to shows it's, you know with me and george like we're actual friends like you know what i mean um and it shows when you guys do your show so i appreciate you coming on the show you know obviously i want to do this again like i I love talking with people who talk like you talk. It makes three hours go by so quick. I did. I honestly, I thought we were like an hour and a half. I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's good, but I appreciate you, Mike. So I'll get at you later. All right. Catch you later, man. Thanks. All right, thank you. Peace. All right. Well, that was Mike, uh, Mikey dab host of the hype report. Uh, whether it comes back or not, I'm not sure. And a uh, host of the breakdown, uh, you can see with KB and Tone the Voice um, on YouTube. I think it's every Thursday it comes on. 
uh appreciate him coming on man i sorry we keep doing these three-hour episodes but you know conversation is conversation content is content and we're just trying to make sure we put it out there for you guys and for people to get on here and conversate about sneakers and stuff that we love for this long it shows that we know what we're doing we know what we're talking about um and we want to educate we want to learn we want to participate we want everybody to participate so uh that's the sneak this pow, 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 pow.